Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, May 1st, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the two part Cosmos Spaces Space, hosted by Cosmos Haas, chatting about Cosmos scaling solutions, pylons, Avamos, and a whole lot more. Let's take a listen. All right. I hate doing it, but I had to remove both of you guys. I'm glad you both stopped by. I could just already tell where this was going. We had a real good con- conversations, positive mojo, and it's been becoming just like a uh, ego contest. And not saying I don't value both your points. And I agree that uh, you did kind of make it more like Asian people don't know how to use DEXs. When in fact, I mean, DEXs are complicated for everyone. I'm in I'm in crypto all day long, and they aren't they aren't the easiest. And one of the things I liked about Osmosis is I found it pretty user friendly. So. I'm going to leave it at the Dex talk, but I want to just go back into like actual conversations and not like arguments. So for the, for the record, I wasn't trying to say anything about, I was just like clarifying what he was, what he was talking about and then to do with Asia. Um, it's after he spoke, I guess the answer that I got from him was that he was talking about Dexes in relation to in the game space, not necessarily because his opinions on Dexes, I feel like uh, apply in some areas, but in a more mature ecosystem, people really do care about the impairment loss, the slippage and things like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he has a lot of legitimate points. Uh, I like Jimmy. Jimmy comes by and sometimes he can get a little bit aggressive and I don't like that part of him because he does add a lot of value, but he does get confrontational with people. And I, I when I do these spaces, I want people to feel free to, to speak and, and be heard and not be cut off and all that type of stuff. And so, I mean kind of it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna end it was just gonna keep going back and forth and you know i hope i didn't just alienate myself from them too but you know kind of is what it is at this it, point. good good work hoss it i definitely felt like that needed to be shut down and yeah, uh, it was too, it's too <laughs> aggressive it's like it's your space so you get to do what you want you are the leader of this space so thank you very much and uh, i think tricky should send you uh 10 raw tokens right now and um <laughs> you are working overtime hey, on a man. sunday i was helping in the background too <laughs> yeah but hey um go ahead michael michael's had his hand yeah. forever uh, you know i kind of want to like try to reframe this a little bit without like completely just like slamming onto another rail which is like there's this there's this mechanism going on here and i think you know what you're seeing with the with the ape coin and stuff is is an example of it but a lot of these prices in every ecosystem is driven by people who are heavily invested in the ecosystem engaged in like inter ecosystem like you know inter ecosystem competition right and i think what we saw in that conversation is like just one way that that plays out so i think that like 
the relative prices of of NFTs on ETH relative to every other chain and the conversation we just saw between sort of like, you know, it, if I may be reductive, like ETH Maxi and, and Cardano Maxi, you know, there's 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 this mechanic. And as someone who like is plays in this space and invests sometimes, you really have to have some kind of theory on how much of this stuff is like driven by future utility and how much are you just betting on whales on the network you're in propping up the prices with external money in order to get their exit later. And you're just sort of like riding along on that because like there's something like there's it's fun, but there's also something like really dark about the like the way that like the inter ecosystem struggles turn into this posturing and turn into this like really massive flows of liquidity that I think are really mostly like more of like a battle than they are like really seeking future value. Yeah, it's well said. Yeah, I don't really have any place for like maximalism just for the fact that I mean, I love IBC. I consider myself an IBC maxi, but I'm not blind to like any other technologies. And also people have to remember, I don't, I don't know, there's a, over 8 billion people on the planet. I mean, we're such a small amount of people that actually own crypto right now. So we shouldn't really be trying to fight one another. We should, we should try to find solutions. And I do some of these cross chain talks and I don't like tribalism, you know, it's like, Hey, my tech's better than your tech. And you know, you suck and you're an asshole. Like, I don't like that type of talk. It's just, uh, it's not, it's just doesn't, I mean, it's what, what positive are you getting out of it? You know? So I agree with that for sure. Yeah, great comment, Michael. That was really good. Really good. Yeah. Thank you. And then like Sundays too, it's supposed to be a chill day. <laughs> People are just getting so combative. It's like, calm down. You know, I, I, it's, everyone wants to be right. You know, like, I feel like I know a lot of stuff and I probably get like it at times, but I don't, I don't disregard people's uh, opinions. Cause that's just not, no one's ever going to agree 100% with another person. I mean, that's literally impossible. I mean, even if you're married, you can't 100% agree with your wife or vice versa. It's just not the way life is. So to, to either be little or just get like in a shouting match, this doesn't seem productive in my, in my point of view. So, but, um, go ahead, Sindor, you were kind of making your point. I know, uh, some people got upset about it, but go ahead. <laughs> the irony is like, I, I honestly didn't get to the point, didn't get to make the point. Uh, honestly, I liked a lot of what Jimmy was saying. Um, don't like it. I, I agree with it. Period. I don't. I I I agree with it. Where I don't like it because there's bad things in there, right? For all of us, um, like the governance thing. It's funny that we're talking about that because we're in a space where the money and the governance blend together. I, I I've had this realization, you know, that it's like the the tokens that we're using to pay for stuff are the same tokens that we're using to vote for stuff, and it's just more more explicit acknowledgement of the the power of of money or currency and we run into this issue. He was talking about like the, the difficulty of navigating a DEX or how it's overwhelming for the average person we're trying to onboard. And, uh, and I, and I think to myself, well, this is the same problem we're having, I think, um, with governance, like when we actually have these decentralized voting mechanisms and we're trying to, um, in Cardano, it's catalyst, right? We can't get people to go vote on catalyst. And, what I was trying to say was that we don't have 
arguments about the gas fees right now. We don't have arguments about like technical failures. And yet we have the same problems. Like it's funny because I came in because I'm exploring because I'm, I'm a bit fed up with Cardano actually. <laughs> Not as a, as a technological issue, but as a, as a community and, and culture issue. I think that we are so focused on the, um, the potential and the power of this new technology that we just completely abandoned the uh, responsibility or, or um, the onus that's on the people like that are using it and that are behind it. And, and so that's like why I go into these spaces because I'm trying to find out what we all have in common. And it sounds like, you know, from day to day, we have a lot more in common than, than, we, than we have in terms of differences when it comes down to the human side. And that whale manipulation, spot on, because, you know, in Cardano, where everything's cheap and everything, it's, 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 it should be easier to track what's going on. And, and in some ways, it really is. It's like I go into a space, I know what's going on. There's certain spaces where the whales are, they're really talking openly about manipulating the, the CNFT market. They are saying, here's going to be the next project. It's, it's ironic because I really realized it when they sent over those uh, D-bag MFers, man. We have motherfuckers on excuse me, we have MFers, I know it's a Sunday recording, on the uh, Cardano blockchain now. And the, the amount of um, manipulation involved in making that sell out, it went from like it's nobody knows what it is to it's suddenly sold out and pumping, was just astronomical. And it really, really bothered me to see like this embrace of, a, of, of copycat, copycat, copycat type of art and projects and mentality. And, and I was like, how are we as a, as a chain. I, I think, Sid, all, all you're really noticing is that basically uh, humans are fallible and blockchain doesn't make them infallible. And yeah. people's political visions, their social views, all of that shit they're going to bring to the table when right. you build blockchains and projects. It's just going to happen. So one of the nice things about Cosmos, just to kind of bring it back a little bit, is the Cosmos chains technically are sovereign, gov- sovereign, sovereign governance. So for example, if you have a very specific vision about how you want to see the world or how you want to see people behave, how you want to see governance, ultimately what's, what's interesting about Cosmos is you can literally spin up, uh, if you get enough people to you know, financially back it, like you could basically spin up whatever vision you want, which is the beauty of uh, sovereign uh, chains. And that's really what Cosmos is about. It's about not assuming that everyone's going to want the same thing, but that um, everyone's going to definitely want different things. So, Sid, on top of that, um, I think Snoop, <coughs> Snoop, Dogg, Snoop Dogg just uh, tweeted he's going to launch his NFT series on uh, Cardano. So, if you, if you look the future, means NFT might be a platform for everybody to go in with the least cost-effective, you know, uh, blockchain option, then that's how they're going to evolve. Just as, a, just as an aside, you know, we're talking about Cosmos and we're talking about governance. The Cosmos Proposal 69 for including Cosmosm in the hub, when I looked at it yesterday, it was a 42% yes. And now it's at 26% yes. So people are coming out and voting. Um, and this is like, this is like maybe the hardest fought. This is the most exciting governance proposal I've seen on the Cosmos hub. So if you're a Cosmos, if you hold tokens, you should go, you should go vote because this is a, this is some real community governance happening right now in the Cosmos Hub. 
And, and Michael, can you touch on that? Because I know there's a lot of people that probably weren't in there earlier when you were speaking about what that prop is and just like a little follow up on what you were saying earlier. I don't, I don't even know if Sefi was in earlier enough to, to hear you speak about like um, Cosm Wasm on the hub and what, what your point of view was from that because it was actually really good. Yeah. So, you know, this uh, this proposal is, is uh, so proposal 69 coming out of Interchain Kambaha. Uh, and um, so Cosmwasm is a VM for writing writing blockchain code um, a little bit similar. I mean, kind of sort of similar to the EVM in a sense, right? It's a way to give you um, a layer above the sort of Golang raw stuff that Cosmos chains are written in uh, to write code in a, in a sort of, you know, with, a, with a, maybe an easier, have an easier time of it. And um, it's been developed by, I think, Occlusion. And um, it's, you know, it got landed on Osmosis recently. It's, the, it's really the core of Juno. It's the core of Terra. Um, you know, it's, it's the, what Stargaze is built in. So it's a really big player now. It's, you know, um, Agoric, which we talked about earlier, is a competitor to that. So they have their own VM, a different model. But a most, right now, the big... The most sort of talked about Cosmos chains, I'll use Cosmosm. The hub does not. The hub doesn't do very much, really. Um, it just sort of is trying to be like a, a hub, right? Just sort of connected to everything and on the exchanges. That's really one of its main jobs right now is to be on exchanges so that you can buy Atom and then take, get, take it into the interchain. So it's sort of like your way in. That's what the hub is doing right now. And um, the hub leadership at interchain wants to put Cosmosm on the hub so that the hub can start doing more things, start developing a little faster. It's very hard to get new features onto the hub. And, you know, they want the hub to sort of like compete in the way that like Juno is sort of competing to add new features. And Jay Kwan, who's the founder, uh, one of the founders of Cosmos, very much does not want that to happen. He wants the hub to be as minimal as possible. He is interested in shared security, um, which is this nature where you, you can sort of rent the hub validators to validate your Cosmos chain. Um, and, you know, he's interested in IBC, but he's not really interested in having the hub do much more than that. Um, he wants the hub to be as minimal as possible, and he's been advocating to vote against this proposal. And so, you know, this is, I think, I don't know that I can think of a time when the core team that writes most of the Cosmos hub code has put forward a proposal for an upgrade and had it be losing. Right now, their proposal to upgrade the hub with Cosmosm is losing, which is just, you know, I've said before, and I say this all the time, that there's only one blockchain that has, that really is an open source project. And that is Cosmos. That like every other chain has a leader, whether that's an individual or whether it's a company, or it has, it has ended as a technical project and is now, you know, something other than a technical project. Um, and so, you know, to me, like watching the Cosmos community push back against the core developers on whether this like, you know, relatively expensive execution wise module gets deployed to the hub and, and watching the, you know, the core devs sort of have to make a case to the community that their, that their development should actually be deployed is just totally fascinating. And I've never seen it before. And I think it's like, I think it's like a real milestone, like in blockchain in general. So anyway, that's my overview. 
Yeah, and the great thing about this is that this is what decentralized governance looks like. It's extremely messy. But if the proposal gets um, does not pass, then then that's the voice of the community, and the developers will either <laughs> go along and keep developing and doing what the community says, or they can split off and do their own thing. And that's the hard part about Cosmos that it is so um, it looks like a lot of division, but in the end, I think it, it really brings a lot of ingenuity and, and new ideas into the system. And it's really, really hard for someone new to the system to understand what's going on. But um, that, that was great, Michael, the way you explained it. And for everyone else listening, uh, Jay's main argument is security. Like security is should be the primary um, concern for the hub. And that's that's why he's wanting to keep it minimal. minimal. It's pretty interesting. Um, it's a lot of times when I notice that a that Cosmos or a related uh, something in the Cosmos ecosystem is going up or down. I usually go and look at the governance to figure it out because a lot of times it's a vote on something or whatever. It's pretty interesting how governance works in this ecosystem. I also like my favorite thing about it is that it's front and center in the wallet with Kepler. That is just to me that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's easy to get to the the props it's i mean you can you can read the prop it's it's kind of quick you don't have to jump around too many websites on a desktop kepler with the mobile app you can get to it really easy and it's it's a good integration and and that's why i feel like even though these are growing pains um within the larger ecosystem i think it's very healthy um and it's kind of like what Sefi was saying earlier each chain is a sovereign chain each chain can govern itself if if one chain wants to be more centralized than another chain more power to that chain and you know what there are certain situations where that is beneficial for that community you know and and that's that's what makes um diversity great and 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 I think that's that is the main power of of the cosmos it's you you we can have a 182 different chains doing 182 different things and in being diverse in their own governance and and i think in the long run if you're looking at this sector you know five six years out that that will bring strength but it's it's hard it's hard to get through in 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 the the day-to-day stuff yeah we'll be fine i mean we the governance will will improve, but at least we have those options. Like Sefi was saying, essentially Cosmos allows you to have your own, uh, you want to call it planet or your own system of roles. And you don't have to just, you know, other planets can have their own roles and it's sustainable that way. You know, like to me, I always say this on the shows, it just doesn't make sense if you're a building right now, why you wouldn't want access to that, that open source technology and in, instant network effect. And we can go on and on and on about what, what it offers to, to people. So Amir, you had your hand up forever. Do you have anything to add? Maybe he doesn't anymore. But hey, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got kicked out. It was just getting a little too heated. I had to kind of just. No, I, I like getting kicked out. You know, being in the corner <laughs> in the fetal position is where I like to be. And I will say this, I don't believe in the multi-chain world. It is the kind of propaganda by VCs to try and lure retail investors to invest in shitty at layer one projects that VCs got into super early. And the idea of the multi-chain world is this. 
there's a hundred chains out there. Each of them are good at something, which <laughs> I don't know if that'll be true, but each of them are good at a particular task. They all have their own cost functions. They all have their own governance methods and so on and so forth. Essentially, it hypes up the differences between different layer ones. When in reality, most layer ones are either forks of Ethereum or forks of Cosmos, the big ones, the top 20, except for Cardano and, um, and to Solana to some extent. And somehow, in Ethereum 2.0, ZK rollup, optimistic rollup world, where things drastically change in five years, the multi-chain world will still be there. So people will still like their Clayton and Ethereum Classic. Those things still have value, right? People will still appreciate their Polkadot somehow, even if the projects are movable. So I was on a space the other day where one of the large Sol- Solana project, pro- projects admitted that uh, they're moving to near protocol bridge soon due to the congestion issues. You know, it, it, projects move to where the success is. And the thing is that we're just in a place where out of the gates, everyone tried to beat Ethereum. Now there's some chains like Cosmos and Terra, Avalanche and others who are actually capable of taking on Ethereum. And not only they're able to take on Ethereum, but they can do everything Ethereum can do, but slightly better, right? But there are not that many chains like that, to be honest. Now, the question people bring up is the teams are different. The thing that they're doing is different. The products are different. This is true. That is why there's consolidation. But the consolidation will be around certain successful projects using products from other chains. So Terra Luna, its focus as a product is stablecoins, right? Maintaining a stablecoin market and liquidity for those things. Avalanche and Cosmos projects could use that. Cosmos has their own products. And so does Avalanche, you know, subnets. And that's important for block space being separated and people paying for it through their projects. The more users that you have, especially from Asia, when these Web 2 games become Web 3 games, that digital energy of users flowing into Game 5 projects means that those games become validators and increase the scalability of the network. And they're using stablecoin assets from Terra in order to power the project and maintain extremely low fees so that Web 2 users can become very uh, easy Web3 users through a very easy on-ramp and off-ramp process and extremely low fees, right? Everything will feed into each other, but that feeding in mechanism will be based on a small number of successful projects, which have real products, not fantasies or promises. The multi-chain world 180 is based on most of those things having just fantasies of where they'll become in five years and very little evidence of actually an attraction. And again, the only people who really like that kind of scenario are the VCs who brought those uh, brought those layer ones to market in the first place. It's nothing but a scam capital rotation system for anyone who believes in the propaganda of a multi-chain world. I firmly believe in the IBC Ethereum 2.0 world where Ethereum 2.0 consolidates their area and then IBC compatible chains consolidate their area and you'll have maybe one or two outliers like Algorand, but the rest of them are going to just die, die off because they don't have any products. Like, what's the use case of Clayton? What's the use case of Flow? Okay, but that is a multi-chain world, right? It's just not the chains that currently are being hyped. I mean, if you mean multi-chain is like 20 or 15 chains in five years, and then five years after that, like four or five, okay, sure. I mean, there were like 10 browsers back in the late 1990s. And there's still yeah. multiple browsers. I yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Jimmy. It's more like things will get consolidated as time goes on, more consolidation. But I think more the difference migration. in my view is that those things are mostly dependent on each other. The multi-chain viewpoint is not entailing through implication that everything is thoroughly dependent on each other, at least for the projects that consolidate and survive. The multi-chain view is that these products are out doing their own thing 
at building their own projects, investing in their own technology, and people will like it because of just the way that that community is and the way it's governed. These are all fluffy things, words, promises, when in reality, the way it actually works is that projects and capital go into sticky things because of real products and real implementation. And then once that happens through consolidation, good projects work with other good projects to maintain their asset value as a good project. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that interoperability and usability are super, super key. And I think that like blockchains are going to become commodity. Like, I think if you look five years ahead, you know, it, it's just I think there's not going to be like IBC and bridges and stuff are all going to be much better. And what blockchain something is built on is not going to be the same kind of like you're delusional. That you're delusional. That you're absolutely delusional. I do not think that Do Kwan is going to offer his products to Solana, knowing all the bad history between those two projects. And, you know, it could be possible that Solana actually creates a, a cataclysmic weak point in the Terra ecosystem because if it constantly goes down, people would get liquidated and it would be very bad for UST and UST holders, right? It would be an unnecessary weak point. And the truth is, blockchain is not that decentralized. So the idea that the product is separated from the governance team and the chain is ridiculous. Like they're the same thing. It's like Apple produces products. Terra produces products. They also invest in projects that you, uh, increase the realized value of those products like Alice, like Vertex Protocol, like, um, oh, I mean, you go down the list. There's just so many now. All of them are trying to increase the utilization value of, of UST and other stable coins on Terra. But UST doesn't like... Solana doesn't need Doquan's permission. Like Solana can open if they get a bridge up to Osmosis, they can pull UST in through Osmosis and use it if they want to. Um, that's not true. You would need Doquan's permission to have it as a swappable token on Anchor Protocol. You you don't if you bridge. Okay, I'm gonna repeat myself. You would need Doquan's permission so that on Anchor Protocol you could easily swap it so that there's seamless native integration. Solana would always be wrapped UST. And most Again, of the money is I'm not referring to the wrap version, I'm referring to native integration, which is the only thing that really matters long term. I, I don't know. I think that interoperability might make... If you don't know, then why are you talking? What do you mean? Well, I mean, I think I just generally try not to be like too conclusory about things that are years out in the future, but I still have opinions. I think that your opinion's worthless if you can't have it for predictive power. And I'm giving you predictive power because of not just the evidence... But, but the way that technology you're works. more confident than your opinions predicted. I'm extremely confident. Theoretically, there could be a, a, a gap there. I think that, but like, your opinion the better, is uncertainty. The, you're like, everything will work together. Everyone's going to be The less the permission stuff matters. Oz, this is where you matter. chime in, Oz. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is exactly where you chime in as a host. Yeah, I know. I've, I've already. I just. I, mean, I, I In my first space with. Uh, this gentleman, I had to literally keep myself out. I, I was with yeah. PT and you know, like he doesn't even respect the other individual. That's the problem. I know. You I know. already booted him once. I'm probably, yeah, I got yeah. you. He uh, he hasn't been on my show in about a month. The problem with Jimmy is he's really he really is intelligent. He brings a lot of good. Yeah, but talk, it doesn't. Crazy man. No lit for no reason. Like I just there's no point in it. We have yeah. we all have valuable inputs. Yeah, I know. I know. it's just ridiculous. There's no point in doing all that. Yeah, he he's done for a, like he probably is good for a while now because it's it's been honestly it's been almost two months since he's probably been on my show. We try to give him a chance because 
he is smart, but he's just too confrontational. He doesn't let people talk. He, yeah, exactly. He just shut, shut them down right away. I mean, no, not, not the way yeah. you are maybe intelligent than me, but no, it doesn't work like that. You know, it's a public space. Everybody has their space. You have to respect yeah. that. <laughs> You're not going to say whatever you like, and we're not going to listen to whatever you say. It's a you know 100% what the future is going to be, and you're talking to people who, like, have some doubt that they might be right, it must be really frustrating, right? Because they, like, don't believe you, but you know everything. I can see how that would be hard. Yeah, it's called being a narcissist. (laughs) But, But, no, I mean, yeah, like, even if, hypothetically, he knew the future, you still have to be be respectful to people, you know what I mean? I just don't get it. But, I mean, even just the (laughs) conversation about multi-chain, he was saying that he doesn't believe in a multi-chain future, but quite literally described a multi-chain future. So I, I, I just, I, I think mean, what, yeah, I think just trying to understand what he means is he doesn't see 200 plus blockchains. He sees maybe like 15 or 20. Maybe he's right. I don't know. And, and, you it, know? and, and that's the problem. You have to understand that the future is so wildly unpredictable that it is very likely that there will be over 200 blockchains and you won't know you won't have any reason to know about them they'll exist in complete uh, anonymity from you you have to understand that the scope in which this technology can be used is massive we are at the earliest possible infancy infancy for this technology the adoption rate is going to accelerate in little small pockets, little small bubbles all over the world that you won't be able to access for whatever reason. But these blockchains will serve specific purposes that assist those specific bubbles in whatever goals they're trying to accomplish. DLTs are are a, a huge commodity now. They are a commodity. And they are the first iteration of this technology that opens the doors to a whole new set of real-world Web2 assets and real-world assets coming into that uh, into this commodity. So with that in mind, you, you can't limit yourself to this idea of, of mass consolidation um, when you truly understand the depth in which, well, no, the capacity in which humans uh, are able to create bubbles for themselves because humans are inherently clicky and you know you made the title no tribalism etc because of the tribalism that you know is already happening within this space and we barely honestly again we're in the earliest infancy of blockchains so to to have tribalism this early is very funny we had tribalism when there was just bitcoin and eth you know yeah, so, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like I always talk about exactly. there's over 8 billion people and I don't know what the statistic is, but, you know, say 1% of the population has crypto or kind of knows about it or has any skin in the game. That's a lot of people that don't. So why fight against each other? You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and it just comes off bad when you think you know everything in the future, because if you did, then you wouldn't be on this call right now. You would be a billionaire. You know what I mean? Like if I knew like who, who the Super Bowl winner is going to be, I could just bet my whole life on it because I know it's going to happen. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think that people 
It's, it's, I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe he does know the future, but still, it's like, holy hell, calm your, calm down a little bit. And uh, yeah, I apologize to anyone listening. I usually don't let that happen in the shows. It just was this Sunday, and I was trying to let people have different points of view, but it's not good when someone else has a different point of view than yourself, and then you just like attack, which is not a good personality or or someone that I want to be affiliated with in real life. So or on these calls. So I apologize for giving him too much of a leash because it's just how I am. I try to give people chances. But uh, yeah, I mean, Michael, if you wanted to touch more about like the, okay, Solana, for example, if they wanted to get UST, I mean, it's open source so they can just do it. Yeah, it is, right? And, and you know, UST is available on Osmosis now. So, you know, there's IBC on on Luna, right? Now, Solana might not be able to convince Luna governance to have a direct bridge to Solana, but Solana can definitely get a bridge to, to Osmo, right? Like, that's what Osmo is all about. So, you know, there's no way to keep it off of Solana if, if the Solana community wants to use UST, which I think, and I think, like, the idea that, I don't know, like, I, I don't know, Doe, you know, um, but he bought, he just bought a bunch of avalanche, right? Like for his for his uh, treasury. So I think he probably does want it to be. He wants UST to win. I don't think he I don't think he hates anybody as much as he wants UST to win. Um, Solana has to fix their uh, underlying thing first because I just read a tweet. A guy got liquidated because he couldn't process the transaction. He couldn't push through because the the whole blockchain wasn't responding. <laughs> That's not should be the case, you know. Yeah, but but I don't think he cares, right? Like I don't think. I think like if the, if the chain's not performant, like it's kind of not his problem. He like you know he wants he wants people to use t- UST. That's what he wants, and so he'll put he'll put Solana on on he'll put sorry he'll put UST on Solana, and and people will use it. That's that's it. Like he's he's not he's just not. I don't think that he is even if he really hates the Solana devs or something. I don't think that like he is gonna. I wasn't I wasn't focusing on UST Solana. I was focusing purely on Solana. Yeah. So Blockside itself. Yeah. Uh, All I'm saying is like is like you know interoperability in this is blockchain. Like we are we are here to make permissionless systems, right? And so permissionless interoperability is permissionless interoperability. And if there, if if Do Kwan was able to keep UST off Solana, that would be a problem in the design of Terra, right? And he would, I think, he wouldn't want that because that would mean that whatever entity can do that can get a subpoena from a government to like do that. And Do is really, really interested in making sure that can't happen, and that he has no ability to like do things like that, block communities from using UST. He doesn't want to be able to. So I, I just. I just like to me that that doesn't make any sense. But I I want to tie this back to what I was saying after the last explosion, which is this like, which is this like what like what drives people right? Like what are the maxis doing? Where it's like why why be so upset about a multi chain future when in fact what you believe in is a multi chain future? And like one answer is that well what you want is a multi chain future made up of the bags you hold, and if you view like if you view these like upstart competitors as fundamentally illegitimate, right. Where it's like an attack. If you, if you think that your early participation in ETH is like, gives you ethical standing 
for there not to be like ETH competitors, then you might view Solana as like somehow fundamentally illegitimate. And I I think there's like an aspect of that that's going on, not just from not just from Jimmy, but from a lot of people where um you know where where it's just like people people think that their bags are legitimate and other people's bags are not legitimate. That's that's basically what, what I think is happening. I yeah. think um I think for the record, I don't think Jimmy I think Jimmy made a uh a very valid point and opened up a valid discussion um solely to have somebody present an argument that he could attack. I don't think he really had any intention of discussing the broader concept. No, nah, he he's uh he's been banned from this I think it was for like a solid two months. He he was on like one of my first couple of shows. He he uh would get into this really I don't even know, like a, a, a chat that you'd be so lost but so intrigued at the same time. And then he would end it with just basically um being a troll. So I we 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 kicked him for like a while. And then today was honestly the first time I let him back on the show and and then, uh, yeah, as soon as someone disagrees with him, he just becomes irate. And <laughs> it's it's sad, man. Like, calm down. <laughs> People can disagree with me. And, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll let you say your point of view and say, well, this is why I disagree with you. But I'm not going to be calling you names and stuff because it's just like, I, I don't know. I would like think about that in real life. Would you want to hang out with someone like that? That, you know, like, hey, like my favorite team is this and your favorite team is that. And then he just starts like attacking you and calling you names and stuff i would be like dude this guy's an asshole like i'm never hanging out with him ever again you know what i mean like like calm down but uh amir you've had your hand up forever what's up buddy oh yeah hi house hi hi tricky games cosmos spaces sefi thanks uh thanks for having me i want to touch back on the um, what was said earlier about the tribalism and all this i think that most people they they even do not really know they, they, this this uh, all blockchain is a lot of evolving and a lot of new stuff and we are easily influenced by what we read so so some people even like some people are done just because they they hear something but everything can change in in a series by nature i will go test <laughs> maybe too many chains i got like uh, at least 10 chains that i'm on like uh, daily and and that's the that's the thing is that then people it's human nature to find something they like and they will of course they will they will try to shill that one in particular. So he's he's just passionate and and he he wants to make his his uh the best case for him. But I find that um like each blockchain it has like a something that's uh particularly like um is a is a strong at it you know uh, something for example the the. Cosmos at me, I, I like the way I can move around all these chains. Uh, that uh, like um, uh, Solana, it's it's good for the um, the gaming and the stuff like that. The step and shoes, it's no it, um Also like a uh, Terra for the NFTs. So so it's like it's like a it's it's everything is still we are new. Like somebody said that we're not early. We we are it's still early. It's, it's still it's still new, and 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 that's a good thing. I think I don't think it's a bad thing that for for all this like the me I'm I'm more passionate about of course secret secret network and cosmos and with the uh, it, it had the I was at first at the NFTs with the with the secret and then I noticed until the the new one the VIRL uh, it's not really so, so I'm sorry but I was kind of deceived about the the, the whole NFT but uh, I missed out on the redacted 
because I didn't like the 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 art art and, and I didn't I didn't think it was so. But but now I'm I'm finding like uh, on Terra with the with all the projects on Terra is is a. Uh, it's crazy for the NFT. It's crazy for the DeFi. I will use the Cardano. I use Cardano regularly with MinSwap and and all this. And so so that's what I'm saying is basically each each one will have a strong uh, a stronger point for 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 a certain utility. And we should not disregard like uh, this one or that one. Um, I, I also I'm sorry I'm taking up a lot of time, but um, somebody said about the dexes that there was too much dexes and it's it's um, they all do the same thing. It w um, I would have agreed until like a certain time. But there's also like a, like I said, it's always evolving. Like the osmosis, at first it was like a regular dex, and you get your reward, and uh, and then and then they do the superfluid staking. Now they're going to, to do lending also. Even Sienna, Sienna at first it was a regular dex, and now they're going to do this this uh they they already did this lending. So it's 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 all evolving. We it's um we have to do our part also. Let these uh, projects like uh. Uh, do their work and let them work, and us to tr actually try it. Not not say, oh, Cosmos, he say this is good. Uh, Hoss, Hoss, he say this is good. So, so this must be good. So that's not it's not really how I think it works. It's, even though you, you you know you know your stuff, but still, I will I will like a second guess you and say maybe no. I will try it first and then make my own opinion. Thank you very much, everyone. Have have a great Sunday. Have, bless you all. Thank you for stopping by. Yeah, I mean that's just like. You know, I don't even pre pretend to be a professional, but, you know, even if you um, had something with your health, you go to a doctor, it's always advisable to go get a second opinion. You know, so that's just you can use that with blockchains or technology and investments and essentially anything in life. But, yeah, to to think that, OK, a DEX is this way and it's only going to be that way is kind of just naive because. I mean, technology always changes. I mean, you could just look at your televisions, like from just the day one as a kid all the way up until now, you know, how much it changed and how much you evolve your computers or smartphones, like everything's just going to keep evolving. So, and, and really at the end of the day, all crypto is, is technology. So it's just going to keep improving and, and uh, you know, going from there. I just believe in interoperability and I believe that Cosmos SDK is the code for, for everyone to communicate with. So that's why I, I stick my time and to learn as much as I humanly possibly can for, for Cosmos. But I'm not going to sit there and say like some other blockchain outside right now is going to fail or I want it to fail or anything like that. I, I try to look into as much as I can. And, you know, I, I, I respect a lot of people in the space. So some of the people that say things about something, you know, I'll take their word with it and do very little investigation, so to speak, because I just don't have time to look outside really of, uh, of IBC. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. There should uh, things are evolving, you know. Like, like, like Osmosis has a lot of flexibility since it's its own sovereign blockchain. There's going to be borrowing, lending, you know, lever. You'll you'll be able to take out leverage and all that type of stuff. And who knows, you know, I don't know what a year from now it's going to have. I know you're going to be able to have inter interfluid staking. So you, if you're in like an Akash and Osmo pool, you'll be able to stake your your Akash position as well. And you know, that's just a little bit of things that it's got coming for it. We don't have we none of us have a clue what, what it's gonna look like in two years. I I believe it's still gonna be around. So I just try to invest in things that I think have good teams, good tech, good community that I could see being around in the foreseeable future. Um I don't know necessarily if there's too many DEXs, I guess in a way. I don't understand a lot of the L two DEXs that are built on top of I don't know like how sustainable the value of that 
particular token is going to be unless it offers something really unique. Uh, and so that's why I kind of stay away from like raw, for an example, I don't really, I'm not, not trying to say you should dump your airdrop, but I don't, I don't know the value of, of that particular token. Like I understand what it's trying to do, but like, what is it different from osmosis? You know, like, I don't, I don't know. You have to use the Juno for gas. And I mean, yeah, these blockchains do need to have some sort of DEX to swap tokens, but I don't know if that's like a sustainable, like, oh, I want to invest in that type of thing. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You know, I'm not telling people to, to invest. I don't tell people to invest their money in anything. First off, you know, you, we're all adults. We can all make decisions on what we want to do. I just take it. I have a job in real life, and I just said to myself, like, look, I'm, I'm going to invest in this. I think it's the future, and I want to get in early. And for the people out there that think we're not early, we're still so early. I mean, the market's so immature. I mean, think about it. ApeCoin comes out. The market's dumping. Like, all these really good technologies are, are just, like, beat up and then you have apes just pumping you know meme coins pump and i mean there's not even two trillion dollars there's so much money in the world there's barely any even in this in this space right now so we are early don't let anyone say otherwise but uh yeah no i said i said uh, i said like people will follow you I, I took your name as example because you're like uh of course somebody that's uh you know that that uh, me personally, I follow, but I could have said Sefi, Sefi or or anyone. You know, it's not it's not like a people will will um, you personally. You know, it's not, it wasn't meant for me to, to be for me to tell about you personally. You know. Oh yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying that in just general. I mean, you know, like guys like Sefi and I, and in the spaces and other people that try to bring education and content. Our goal is just to make it so you don't have to go through all the all the troubles that we had to go through. I know at least I can speak on myself. I spent thousands of hours studying these technologies and the ideas of it and the, and the team and the communities and all that stuff. And I wouldn't take anything back from it, but I don't want someone that, you know, has a family, is working 10 hours a day or whatever to have to spend all that time because one, they don't even have all that time. So I just try to pre present the information as fast as possible to them and as legit as possible and try to help out as many people as possible. And, you know, hopefully... It my information changes someone's life. You know, I, I, I put my money where my mouth is at. So like the things that I talk about are things that I'm interested in, not saying they're all going to make it, but I think if you have, I believe in a diverse portfolio with even just not with crypto, but just in general. So, cause if you pick a couple right winners, it, it can make up for a lot of losses. So, and I, I do think Cosmos has a lot of good utility and use cases that are sustainable for the future. And I personally think there's going to be a lot of blockchains. I'm not one of those type of people that think it's going to consolidate. Do I think they're all going to win? No, by, by no means. There's just too many. But I believe there's going to be a lot of blockchains. So I just look at a blockchain almost like, a, like an internet website. Like how many websites are there? There's so, so many websites out there. And everything's going to be like a micro economy, in my personal opinion. So I, everything's going to interoperate with one another. So like if you have this token, you could just swap it for that other token. And I believe that's the future economy, in my, in my opinion. And then if you want to buy something in real life, I mean, like you could still you can buy stuff right now with crypto. I mean, it is what it is. So I'm, I'm interested to see what the future is. I, I believe that there's going to be a lot of stable coins. There's going to be a ton of blockchains. And I think most of them are connect. They're going to connect to IBC. That's just what I believe in. Am I going to be right? I don't know. I wish I could be as confident as Jimmy was and tell you, like, hey, you guys are idiots if you don't believe me. But I'm not. I'm not that type of person. You know, 
I mean, shit, crypto can go to zero, but I don't think it's going to. At least I'm not investing in it, and I don't put all this time and energy because I think it is. I think it's going to be the future. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with the whole idea that um, IBC is going to connect us all. Um, most definitely because um, Tenderman, I don't think a lot of people have the resources to produce um, anything as good as Tendermint. And um, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm in love with Tendermint. I just researched Tendermint a lot and it's one of my f- favorite technologies ever. Like, yeah, just a little show there. Yeah, man. It's a solid tech. Because like, it's just basically the the best bridging solution because it it just, essentially in a nutshell it just sends over the data it knows all the data and it can't change the data so it's just like i always say it's almost like a perfect relaying system like how we have mail carriers now and it's just all reading simultaneously the information and i'm really looking forward to interchain security and all that can offer and i just think it's going to be a great customer experience like i'll just bring it back to just real life stuff like i think there's going to be so many one-click transactions that you're not even going to know what's going behind the scenes just like right now when you type in a website and hit enter it just goes up you don't know like what it did and how like no one cares you know unless you're really into tech you don't care if you're going on the website then going on this other website and then you're downloading this you don't care about how that all works you just know you just care that it works and i think ibc is that solution for like pretty much everything in the future but uh we got some hands here go ahead woke oh shit i forgot i had my hand up um yeah one of the things your arm is your arm let me ask you is your arm tired from all that holding it up yeah <laughs> Yeah, it is, man. Uh, now that you said that, it actually is, but I think it's because I'm stoned. Um, one thing I like about uh, the Cosmos ecosystem, one thing I always focus on is liquidity. I mean, it doesn't matter how great the technology is, if there's no liquidity there, if it's great technology and it draws in liquidity, sure, whatever. Um, but the ease of uh, the ease of moving liquidity between chains, is uh, it, it, it's, uh, it makes for a, a great experience. Like, um, you know, for me, just... Adam being the entry point, uh, well, it started as entry point for me. Now it's uh, the secret, the bridges on secret. But um, it's real easy to move liquidity around between uh, different Cosmos-based chains, and I like that. And um, one thing I like about Evmos, just to, you know, Evmos just launched, is that it uh, is going to connect um, Ethereum liquidity and uh, Cosmos ecosystem liquidity. And I'm interested interested to see where that goes. Um, I'm fairly bullish on it, but I'm also at the same time, I just like, I look at like uh, Moonbeam and, and uh, went on a polka dot and how that shit just kind of tanked. And, but I, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of the polka dot ecosystem, but um, I don't know, man. I, I'd like to see where it goes. Um, I, I think uh, at most, uh, a lot of people are down on it just because they had that failed launch and they came back. But hey, that's, that's progress. You know, you have to fail fast and, 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 re- and rebound from it. And, and I like that the team did that and they did it in a very, uh, they did it fairly promptly considering the whole chain shut down. They had it back up in a few weeks. Yeah. And what's good about thinking about that is, I mean, a lot of people understand this in this, in this space, but you know, when that Juno goes down or, you know, Avmos does that, or if even hypothetically a chain has to go down for an upgrade or update or whatever, it doesn't just shut down the whole ecosystem because everything's connected, you know? And like, even when Juno had its issues, technically you could still get the Juno token. You could get, you can go, you know, right on osmosis because there's Juno on osmosis. So like there's workarounds. Like if stuff happens, uh, secret was, 
was down whenever the shade had their airdrop because it was interconnected with like Luna and a couple others, Adam and I shouldn't in secret. And they had some bog, you know, basically the, their their system was bogged down, but it wasn't like, hey, I couldn't get secret anywhere because there's secrets on on osmosis. So, you know, like there's workarounds that like I always tell people we are early. We're, we're kind of building as we go, as opposed to just giving you like hype and uh, future ideas. Like we do have the future ideas, but we're also building along the way. We're not just like telling you, hey, this chain's going to come out three years from now. We want it to be perfect. You know, I don't think that's the best way again. Just build as you go and, and fix it. You know, like when you your roads, you know, they have potholes in it. You have to fix the roads. You can't just have the road forever without putting money into it and fixing it. And it's going to be the same thing with Cosmos. Like it's just like, you know, like car parts basically. And you, your car part goes bad and you got to get a, get a tune up and fix the car part. Like, but everything in your car, it's not like your car is not going to ever work again. You know, like that's, to me, it's kind of just bringing it to back to that part of it. And that's, I believe in Cosmos. Like, you know, I did, I came from all these other chains and once I really dug into the tech, I'm like, yeah, this is the future and I'll, I'll stick behind it. You know, maybe I'm wrong one day. I don't think I'm going to be wrong, you know, but people, I, I've never met anybody that actually liked technology that said, Hey, no, no one's going to use IBC. It's garbage. Like I haven't like, and it's, I'm caught talking about any maxi from any, anyone that didn't understand what IBC is trying to do. So I think we're on the right train. Now, were all the chains in IBC going to make it? I don't know, but I think there's a great network effect, and we are early. So I'm, I'm interested to see what, what everything, even just one year from now, what it's going to look like, especially when the market goes back to normal. Who knows how long that's going to be? I can't predict the future, but once it does, I, I, I mean, I could see this ecosystem just being the talk of all crypto finally. We don't have all that venture capitalist money in it, but it'll just be undeniable. So, but Neil, you've had your hand up for a long time. What's up? Yeah, sorry for keeping my hands up here. Uh, yeah, I have a question here actually. Well, first of all, I, I didn't. I think from the beginning, so I missed a lot. Except I did not miss Jimmy. So I, unfortunately, but that's okay. Um, so the other thing is that since the the topic here is about uh, avalanche as well, since it's mentioned. And Avalanche also by itself is a multi-chain because they have the subnets. I, I was wondering because of Terra's move to kind of partnership with Avalanche as well, does that mean that they have less attention to the Cosmos, uh, you know, Cosmos space itself? Because now I can see two different uh, methods of, I mean, two different uh, multi-chains here in competition somehow. I hope not. I mean, I don't think that's the aim. I, I, as I said, I think uh, Do Kwan's priority is UST to be most used. You know, that's his priority. But just just curious to know, actually, if guys, if you think, thought about it or how do you think this kind of move toward another kind of could be actually a competing multi-chain as well to, to the Cosmos with that effect? I think uh, if I can just chime in real quick, that is just trying to get UST spread out across as many chains as possible it's it's making an alliance that's the way i see it well well maybe 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 to add the question here just just out of curiosity because i i find osmosis a very very interesting project and it's it's a big big deck there uh and that's the other thing also because they build also their own uh, decentralized exchanges on the terra as well and i keep wondering why we're not more efficient of trying to move liquidity Mm -hmm. toward another blockchain like osmosis each each chain is sovereign each each chain is sovereign that's the unique part of the cosmos like 
Um, you know, ter- yeah, Terror's Terror wants two or three or ten dexes with it, within Terror. They'll do it. I mean, there's. Uh, I mean, last year, Osmosis is what really got a lot of TBL locked in, and it's because Cosmos didn't have a, a very well functioning dex. It was the first one, but I don't. I don't see in any way. Um, like I like just like I said, it, it's Terra making a partnership with Avalanche. Is it's just Terraform Labs' way of trying to spread UST all over the crypto world. It it it's really about getting that algorithmic stablecoin to be the dominant player. Yeah, and not only that, they they're buying different assets for the reserves, like for like a like essentially like a doomsday event. So they bought a bunch of Bitcoin. I think they didn't even buy AVAX. I think they just swapped, if I can requ- re- recall correctly. They just swapped Luna and AVAX. Like it was just like a handshake deal. Yep, that's so, that's correct. That's you know, correct. It, and I think it's smart. Like even Osmosis does the same thing. Like they'll have different assets in their community pools. Like I think it's kind of a good idea to have different assets, like as your reserves. Like I think it's, I mean, just think about it as an investor. I don't think it's smart to just have one investment. So it's kind of the same thing as like a protocol or, or an L, like basically a sovereign blockchain. I think you should have different assets under under your management so to speak so like if it's bitcoin or avax or even ethereum or whatever just you 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 want to have options and especially for a stable coin if you're an algorithmic mech basically a, a burning mechanism you want to have not just luna as like your reserve you want to have a, like I, I i can guarantee you again i can't predict predict the future but i would venture to say i would be willing to to take a bet that Luna will use, you know, Terra is going to use other assets for the reserves too, not just AVAX and not just Bitcoin. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they got Ethereum and other ones just to be a part of their reserves. So, I and, and as asked your answer your question about AVAX competing with like Cosmos, I don't really well, see any competition like for Atom, for example, like or just IBC. I think it's just like. Maybe I don't know. I just don't really see competition with it. I, I, well, you know, hope you get me wrong here. I mean, competition in a bad way. I'm just simply saying. I mean, maybe the the thing that caught my attention here is that um, obviously, I mean, it's, there must be something that uh, Avax is providing that was more attractive. And I know under than trying to focus, maybe I don't know the, the gaming issue because that's that's one of the causes they said because they put in gaming. So, so that's that was my question here. It's more like I, I like the cosmos. I, I wish that there's more focus on the cosmos from the Terra point of view. I feel that Terra is always looking outside, um, and, I, and that's just a feeling, by the way. Don't don't get me wrong here. I'm just just an impression that anyone would notice if he's not involved into the dev sense what's going on. Yeah. You're you're ex- you're exactly right. You're in, you're, you are making a, a clear observation, but once again, it is. Terra is looking more outward focused. They're trying to reach out to other systems. It's it's about it's about the users. I think Doquan just wanted to um, spread liquidity to an EVM chain, and AVAX was the earliest, at least short term, solution to doing that. If you look at every other possible, um, like L two scaling solution there isn't really a lot of options that make sense other than AVAX to Doquan. If you just think about the macro a little bit, like 
for an EVM scaling solution to bring liquidity to UST. And there's a lot of liquidity um, in Ethereum. So um, I, think that, I think that's what he was trying to accomplish. And I think that goal was more short term than it is long term. I don't think, um, you know, he is ignoring, you know, um, Adam or, you know, other ecosystems like, you know, our host said, I definitely think he's going to be investing a lot. And, and it's a it's a Chad play. Honestly, it's a Chad move to be doing that. So but it's, a, it's but, a great move, by the way. I, I don't disagree. It's a great move. Frankly, the way I always perceived it is like, it's like McDonald's. Like the U.S. has McDonald's, but you you have McDonald's in another country. I mean, they share some of the benefits, but but because it becomes local, people will buy more of it. So that's that's the point. But uh, but I didn't mean it in a negative way here at all. It's just maybe the reason why also just bad on top. And I'm gonna stop here because I'm talking too much, taking too much time. I thought that because if you look at the DeFi Llama, I mean, Avex actually has the. The largest, I mean, they have more TVL than anyone. I mean, actually, I think that the largest after Binance marching. And maybe that's why it's attractive, was attractive, because you won't go to Solana for the reason you mentioned, guys, before. But also, it doesn't have the TVL that AVEX has. So maybe that's that's a bigger group that has deeper pocket, I guess. I'm so, I mean, from the point of yeah, TVL. They, yeah, they definitely yeah. have a deeper pocket. They have more more traditional money over there. But yeah, to, yeah. to, to, to add to Mayor's point, essentially... Yeah, US they want Doquan's main priority is to get UST everywhere. They want your grandmother. They want your they want everyone to yeah. have UST. I mean, right now, if you look on um Terra's governance, they want they have a different props to get UST on essentially every uh app on Evmos. Like there's like, hey, we want to put, you know, this much UST on this platform, this on there. Like it's an open prop right now that anyone that holds Luna can vote on. But yeah, that's the that's basically the end goal is and to to add to like Michael's point earlier, if you, if you guys weren't listening or if you were, I don't think he necessarily cares about that particular technology. He might not even invest in Solana, but he wants the UST to be readily available everywhere. Because it to me is like, if you want mass adoption of UST, I mean, what other better way to get it is just to throw it everywhere. You know, it's like you want it to be readily available for literally everyone. You basically want, UST to be the choice to anyone that wants to trade anything back into a stable coin like that. So, you know, that's to me, that's the way to go is just to get it everywhere. Get it on every DAX, have it on centralized exchanges, have it everywhere. I agree. But um, what up, Dizzle? Yo. What's going um, on, bro? Hey, uh, this is, well, I need to make an adjustment. Um, yo, this is, I've got to be honest, the first time I've, I've listened for um, a serious amount of time to your Sunday spaces, and it's fantastic. So just uh, hats off to you, uh, Haas. Just really um, doing a great job, man. Um, I popped in here when Jimmy was going off, and um, I don't even remember the gist of everything, but I, th- I thought that the what he was saying was that there's going to be some massive consolidation or retraction or despite... Uh, regardless of what the logic was for that or which ones were going to get cut. And I mean, I feel like that's that kind of logic. Like, yeah, markets expand and contract and some whatever websites don't make it. Some chains don't make it. Um, I, I just think that predicting that is so hard. And what you guys are talking about, the underlying technology and uh, the motives like with Doquan and or Terra, like 
looking to be this like quote currency of all crypto uh, through UST. Like it's good to remember what those are because it can be so easy to get lost in the dungeon <laughs> with the details. I guess I've been on uh, Fortis too much, but anyway, <laughs> so yeah, dude, it's really great, great, great discussion. And I would be curious to hear, this is my one question for people. Uh, Cause I'm just kind of blabbing here. Um, what, so AVAT, so you guys are mentioning Avalanche and how um, I guess the LFG Foundation traded some Luna for Avalanche to diversify their holdings. I saw an AVAX ad on the New York subway train. Um, you know, like they bought like a big ad space. And it, this was a couple months ago. And I was like, these guys are pulling hard. <clears throat> They've got a lot. You mentioned they have like traditional money in there. I think of it as like a VC backed chain um or ecosystem but um i'm curious to, from to hear from other people what they think cosmos as an ecosystem could be doing um more broadly and i'm also obviously i'm curious about osmosis uh because i'm so heavily invested in that but like any other chains in cosmos you think are doing great work with marketing getting the word out um and, and if anybody has ideas or thoughts of like what what should we be doing that like we're not? I'm very curious. Yeah, first, thanks for those kind words. Yeah, usually the shows don't go four hours on Sundays, but it's been a good talk. So I I must feel bad whenever I'm like, all right, guys, like it's been four hours. I need to spend some time with my wife, which I'm, that's kind of my precursor right now. But uh, yeah, Michael, I don't know if you're, if you're still listening. He, if you don't, Kevin, if you don't know Michael, he's basically the founder of Pylons, which is going to be, a really cool app and blockchain that's going to be on IBC. And he's been around the block and he knows a lot of people within IBC. I think possibly the reason why I, I want to say, is this because we don't really have, if you think about it, there's not really much venture capitalist money in crypto. And whenever like anyone that gets first started in crypto, mostly they're probably going to go on YouTube and do some surgeon. They're only going to find basically Bitcoin and Ethereum. I know that's how I got involved with crypto from the first place because it's not like, yeah. hey, you go on there, like, you literally aren't going to find Cosmos. Like, if you asked, I don't know, a hundred different people, just a random poll question, like, what was your first crypto? I bet you not one of them is going to say Cosmos. And if you if they do, then I I, I want to meet them because I don't know how. Like maybe they just <laughs> ram. Maybe they seen it on Coinbase. Like, hey man, I can get like five percent interest, and they just randomly bought it. I don't know, but like, yeah, no. So but you, that's a really good point, dude. I mean, that's kind of the word of mouth power of of, of a token. I mean, I feel like what you what y'all are doing and what you know people who are uh, advocates of of the Cosmos ecosystem, SDK, and and what's being built on it are doing is trying to spread that word so that hopefully we'll have that conversation. But anyway, please keep going, dude. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, nah, man, you're cool. But yeah, it's just like, it's really hard to find Cosmos unless you really like technology or you do a deep dive. Like I remember when I found it, I just was deep diving. I'm like, yeah, man. Cause I seen the limitations. Like I used ETH, I used Uniswap and I was like, man, like I didn't really know any better, but I was like, "This is so clunky." Like using it, and I'm like, "There's got to oh, be dude. something better." Like I was it's like, garbage. It's got it's just so garbage, right? So I got lucky, and actually, it, this guy's GDLT. He's just a small 
uh, YouTuber. Maybe 10, 15 people watched the show live, but he was really good. He, had, he produced really cool content. And basically his method was, I'm just going to do like a screen share. And he would use like an avatar down in the bottom left corner. So when he would speak, it would be like an avatar talking. It was real cool. And he would just do all the research. He had no allegiance to any blockchain. And I just liked his stuff. So it was like the very end of June. And I remember asking him, I said, hey, man, like outside the top 200, do you have any, your eyes on any particular token? And instantly he said osmosis. So like, I didn't know what it was. I was like, hey, what is that? And he was like, it's basically going to be like the Uniswap, but better on Cosmos. And like Cosmos all about interoperability. And at the time, I didn't even know about Cosmos really. I knew I've heard of it, but I didn't know what it was trying to do. So I took his word and then I went on osmosis. I remember I was like, okay, I need Adam. So I, I sent over some Adam. I don't remember if it was like from Coinbase or whatever, but it came on there pretty much instantly. Then I, I swapped to Osmo. I was like, holy shit, like what have I been doing with my life? Like this is so, this is good. Like this <laughs> was a good experience. And then like literally that day, I remember I like pulled an all-nighter and I started studying everything. I was like, who's this sunny guy? And like, I was like, where did he come from? Like, and I listened to some of his podcasts and I was like reading stuff. And then I started digging into like Cosmos and what IBC is. And I'm like, holy shit, like this is it. Like this is like the future of how all these different chains are going to communicate to one another. And then like ever since I was sold, you know, and then slowly but surely I put more and more time into osmosis because I remember at the beginning I was like, holy shit, these APRs, this has to be a scam. Like there's no way this can be legit. Like how am I getting all these different tokens? And um, so like after a little bit, I was just convinced. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm willing to just like ride with this. And then I just like devoted my time and effort ever since to cosmos and, and osmosis. And I remember getting first started i had no intentions to even have a twitter i think my first time i ever owned a twitter was in july so like right shortly after i found osmosis i opened up a, a twitter and then i did the telegram and i got real active in osmosis because i was like this is this is amazing like this is great tech this is like awesome so like that was how i got started and then i started doing these shows probably like i don't know three months ago because I was like, you know what, man, I spent so many hours doing all this and I don't want people to have to spend all these hours because it's it's not it, it wasn't a, uh, to me. I'm like a nerd. So like I'm like, I enjoyed it. But, you know, if you have family and we're all busy, like no one really has that type of type of time. And really, yeah, the only reason I actually had that time is because at the time like COVID happened, I got laid off from my work. So I like I had like two or three months of basically like, you know what, I got to get into crypto. And then I started like doing my research. Like I said, I got into Bitcoin and Ethereum because that's like yeah. all everyone talks about, you know. And and before that time, this was last summer. You're saying, yes. Before that time, you you did not own or trade any crypto. No, like I to be honest with you, I used to play like a lot of poker. And funny story about that is back in the day, I would travel a lot and I used to go to Vegas and I played like really good, good poker. I basically made a living doing it for a while. It was, it was stressful, but lo and behold, nice. I used to play a lot of online poker and I think it was called carbon poker back in the day. And they would, they would reward you in Bitcoin for like the rake. And I was like, I never, this is how stupid mm. I was. I was like, oh, what is this stupid shit? Like, all right, whatever. And they, they called it the vault and they would just put the Bitcoin kind of like a wallet. They would just put it in there. And I remember this one day I ran super, super bad and I kept up in the ante and then I was playing heads up. And basically for anyone out there playing poker, if you if you get it all in pre-flop and you have aces and someone else has ace king, you should pretty much win every time. And I like lost a bunch of money and I was just so pissed. I, 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 they call it tilt. I tilted it so hard and I took all my Bitcoin and I mm. transferred it. I was like, I just want a check. Like, give me a check. 
and and they just like sent me like a you know a usd check and i cashed it but i had so many bitcoins back in the day oh dude so many so many <laughs> i could literally have my own island that's how many bitcoins that but i okay. never i was such an idiot that i never looked and was like hey what is this bitcoin i just thought right. it was like a freaking i don't know what i thought back in you know <laughs> okay but that's that's a telling story though because so what this would have been in like i don't know 2014 at some point they banned the online poker but yeah it was it was before it was before oh, 2010 10 maybe or i yeah well, i graduated college in nine so like i was playing i was playing a lot of online poker back in like oh seven oh eight oh nine ish and uh, i think that's about when it was yeah, that would be like super early Bitcoin day. So you probably could have bought islands. Um, yeah. Islands. <laughs> Isn't that... So I think that having some adjacent behavior to it, it, at least that kind of sensitized you to it to some degree where it's like on your radar in a way that maybe not for other people. That's yeah, interesting. Exactly. And I always invested in technology. So I uh, literally... I got a scholarship for sports. I, I had a graduation party and all the money that I got, I didn't really technically need it for college because I, I got a scholarship. So I took all that money and I invested it in like all the, all the techs back in because I was always a tech nerd. And my like backstory about myself was my dad was a hard worker, a gritty ass guy worked all day long, but was kind of like a blockhead when it came to like investing and putting money away. I kept telling them like, I would always have like messing around on computers. I remember floppy disk. I remember all that shit. And I was like, I thought I tell my dad like, Hey man, like you should invest in Apple. And I was using this computer today in school. And I'd be like in middle school. Cause I always loved money. Like from day one, I was always a money guy. Like I was just a weird kid. Like my family would give me money, like my uncles and stuff, and I would just put it away. I would never spend it. So, like, you sure you don't want to go buy a video game with it? I'm like, no, I want to keep it. Like, so I used to, hmm. collect, I used to collect coins and all that shit. I still have a lot hmm. of it. But yeah, so anyways, like, I always told him that, and we had a, my great uncle was he did really well in life, and he wasn't a tech guy, but he always told me, preached since I was a little kid, like, hey, always invest in technology the rest of your life, and you, as long as you pick a couple ones that you think are going to do it you're going to make it as an investor so like i used to preach it to my dad and then he never listened to me and um basically so i was like you know what i'm taking my graduation money i think i bought like amazon and a couple uh maybe some microsoft and but i just kept it the whole time you know and then once COVID happened and the more after the market like just skyrocketed i'm like all right i gotta take this out and then that's when i got into crypto and i was like you know what like screw this 7% crap a year return. I'm going to just take it all and not financial advice, but I took all of it and I shoved it into like osmosis. And, you know, even with this market being down like brutally right now, I'm still doing pretty good. So like, I remember, I remember getting osmosis with it when it was less than 150 a long time ago. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I do too. So, okay. So wait a second. So what, maybe you've already talked about this a lot, but what, what sport did you play? I played baseball. So I had a baseball scholarship and then, uh, not to like dox myself too much, but I did pretty good. I was a four-year starter, Division One, and I had a good career. Didn't stay healthy. I partied too much, and I had some pretty bad injuries, but not making excuses. I'm glad it all happened. Uh, sure. You know, you're young and stupid. I was ungrateful. I, I bitched them out and, uh, you know, thought, thought you know, didn't realize like how hard life would be after I got to have mm. <laughs> Dude, I feel like that's a universal thing. Uh, I, realization for a lot of people not everyone but yeah life is life hits you hard 
Yeah, it's like enjoy it, man. Like I don't get me wrong, I had a, a shitload of fun. I got to travel, play baseball like all over the country and stuff, and had a good time at it. But I mean, I honestly, I had the talent to go further. It's just that I don't know. Like I never was home, and like I was the kid that never got to go on vacations. We ne- I went I went on one vacation my whole life as a kid. I went to Disney World when like I was little, and I just never had life. I never had a life. I was always playing sports. Like I mm-hmm. never I never did anything. So like. I got hurt in college and and then I got to like come back home and like, and just like, just be, just be a human again and not be like in sports mode. And I just got comfortable. I'm like, man, screw it. Like I had Tommy John surgery. I tore my arm and I was out for like a year and a half. And I was like, what? Like I was like, this is just fun. Like I get to kick it with my homeboys that I haven't seen. Like I came back home, haven't seen them in years. And I'm like, you know, I just kind of like give up on it. But uh, yeah, man, it's uh, you've invested your, you've invested the, you know, the drive that it takes to be good at, at sports. Exactly. Like I put in, the time in, you, you know? call yourself a nerd, but like, dude, what were you like a baseball nerd? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But like, it's that energy that I think separates you. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people who are on this call from folks who just, I, I ran into a guy, uh, uh, I see a lot of people with their hands up, so I don't want to go off on this, but I ran into a guy that I know from pre COVID in, in a park yesterday. Who's a musician. Um, and, I, and I do stand up comedy. I haven't done it for, it's been a minute. So, like, we're talking, and he's like, What have you been up to? I told him that, the, you know, kind of got into this crypto thing. And um, he didn't know anything about it. Um, and he works with like engineers and scientists and stuff. And he, I, I would think he's like in a realm where, like, maybe, but most people just don't know. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I just think that that's the reality, like you said, when you're talking about Cosmos and, What's if you ask someone what their favorite crypto is or whatever, like no one's going to answer out of a hundred people. <laughs> Maybe one person answers a cosmos chain, but like it's not known. And I think there's a, there's conversations to be had. There, there's a, there's ways to like, this is a good forum, but I want to hear the people who have their hands up. I, I'm, I don't want to uh, oh, capitalize, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks yeah. for, thanks for sharing though about your uh, origin story. <laughs> Yeah, my pleasure. So yeah, that's kind of like my style with the shows. I just try to relate and just kind of tell people it's possible. So uh, yeah, I have a drive. I have a, I don't want to say an addictive style, but I guess I do get addictive to stuff. So I love like... I used to just get up like I used to be a crazy maniac. I would get up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning every day before work and go work out at the gym for like an hour and a half and... I, I still work out, but I don't, I don't do that. I get addicted. So like I got addicted to crypto when I found out about it. I was like, I got to find, I got to know everything. Cause my personality is I, I'm not like Jimmy where I'm like combative, but I want to know everything. I hate not knowing something. I really, it's just yeah. like drives me nuts, dude. I, I it's, it's part of my DNA that kind of like, I can't shut my mind off. And a lot of times I don't get good sleep cause I get in a deep thought and it's just like a pain in the ass, but I, I want to know everything. And my job as an accountant, like it's like I think I pretty much know most of it now, and it's really boring and repetitive. And when I found crypto and I got involved, I'm like, this is like a new part of my life that it's so cool. Like I have these shows and I get to learn all day long. It's like I keep getting to learn stuff, and like that's how my personality has been with whatever. I've always wanted to be like that person that, that you ask a question about any topic, and I want to be able to have a conversation to you about it, whatever it is. And if I don't, 
then I'm aggravated. Like if I met you out in public and you were with some of your friends or colleagues or family members and they were talking about a topic that I didn't know about, my ass would go home that night and start looking up stuff about that topic. <laughs> like that's all I am. Dude, <laughs> you gotta, gotta take that chip off your shoulder, dog. Because like you're good, man. No, no, I, I'm 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 busting your balls, but I understand that, and I I do. This space is. It's it's hellish. There's so much happening at once. It's this it's out of to the internet of blockchains. I do think it's like a good metaphor or a good analogy or whatever, but like it's going to be it's a lot. It's just a lot. It's a lot to 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 grasp. It's it's too much for one person to contain everything. We need the community to help relay and get good information and yeah. Hell yeah, I agree with that. That's why I kind of, for the most part, not that I have shut my mind off to it, but I, I haven't done as much digging. I just try to do these shows and get people together so that I can kind of just sometimes sit back in the weeds and have eat my popcorn and listen to people. Like today, for the first like hour and a half, I get to just listen to, to brilliant individuals talk about stuff. And, you know, they obviously, when it comes to building and stuff, they're way higher on the food chain than on myself. But yeah, and, and that to, we we do need to figure out ways. I don't. My goal initially was, and it was working to get people over to IBCs with like Chihuahua because it's crazy to say, but like so many people are into like memes and like NFTs. Yeah, so I think that's a good way to get people over into our ecosystem because we all know here once you you literally use anything, and it doesn't have to be osmosis; it could just be anything. You're like, that was a good experience. I'm coming back for more. Like, I don't think there's anyone out there that's going to be like, I went from Cosmos back to Ethereum. Not not for like an investment standpoint, but just like if you're just saying about like the user experience, you're not going to be like, man, Cosmos sucked. Like, I'm going back to Ethereum. Like, no one's going to say that. I don't care. Dude, like, there's just no one. That's like someone saying like, I bought a car, but I decided horse and buggy. Uh, it's just a better investment. Yeah, exactly. So we got to find ways. I think COVID being over and we're going to be able to do like these real life events are going to be good. Are you go? Are you going to any of the events that are coming up at all? I mean, I I'm, I wanted to go to uh, permissionless. Uh, I, it's not clear. I don't think it's going to happen. That's whatever it's this month. Um, I I it's looking like there's a good chance I'll go to Cosmoverse in. Uh, <laughs> in Medellin in, in Colombia. Okay. Um, and um, what's the other, the, uh, the central con and Austin's in June. It's like the, it's June 7th and 8th. It's going to be mainly all like IBC. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm curious about that. Is that this? I wonder if that's similar to the decentral. It's probably different decentral con than the one that was in Miami. Um, but like I would go to, um, I think there's a consensus one as well. That's coming up in uh the summer I, I want to go um and we'll we'll see i'm hoping like maybe through whatever as part whatever as a host of updates or something through osmosis um i i want to hear i don't know i'm curious about what people if people will have ideas or thoughts on how we can invest our treasury to do stuff that will get more conversations going i, I don't know i mean it's it's such a um i have ideas but like I'm, i am very curious about what people think yeah, I think we need to have a space and we can even do it together one of these nights where that's literally the topic is getting ideas from people because I think there's a lot of brilliant people that have like really good ideas and we do. I mean, 
we don't have the venture capitalist money. We are the venture capitalists, but that's yes. our, it's like our, it's like our, our good and our bad, you know, the positive and a negative. Cause like you said, there's just, there's just so many people like my, my college buddy, right? Like he loves NFTs. He just loves them. And I love NFTs too. I'm a junkie, but he won't go outside of like OpenSea. It's crazy. He'll send me like mm. this and he'll send me the transaction he paid. $75 in gas or something. I'm like, dude, like you could have bought a sick ass NFT on like stash or, or stars or something with that garbage gas that you just blew, you know, it like, doesn't, oh, it doesn't make, it doesn't sense. make sense, man. It doesn't make any, like, we don't have time to be like, Oh, we're going to go and be advocates for getting people off open seat. But like, it just, it's a no brainer that going on to uh stargaze or I, any look, Talking to a regular, to a person who doesn't get it or, you know, isn't steeped in this stuff like we are, a lot of people are listening, like, it is enlightening. I guess that's one thing. I would just say, like, having a conversation with somebody, not like, you don't have to uh, preach. But like this guy, when I ran into him in the park, who was like, so what, can you just tell me? It was like, I don't, I don't really have the energy, the time. I, I don't know what it is exactly, but I do really want to know what it is. Um. And I like laid it out pretty much what I think I've learned all about the osmosis and, and cosmos ecosystem from, I guess, over since whatever, the past seven months, seven, eight months, and like tried to encapsulate it in about 20 minutes or so of just like this, you know, step one to whatever, seven. And like my wife was staying there and she was like, hey, I understand this now for the first time in a way that I didn't. And you've talked to me about this a lot. So I do think that like time in the, in the space helps and be, and, and trying to explain it to people. I just, I, I encourage everyone here to like, try to explain it to somebody in as simple terms as you can. And I think you'll find like, you can, it helps. It helps for people to help people understand like you're, you're helping people. Um, like this dude would really, he appreciated it. And, uh, and that just that basic step has to be done somehow, not not just by individuals, but we have to find ways to to make it understandable and graspable and not overwhelming. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, thanks, Kevin. I, I'm I'm gonna get to your to your two hands that are up, and then I'm I'm gonna get off. I gotta eat. <laughs> I've been at it since noon. It's four, so basically, four wow, hours. dude. Okay, yeah, you deserve absolutely <laughs> nutrition. I need to go hang out with the wifey, man. I've been I've been grinding too much. I need to spend some time with the wife, for sure. She she's the best though. Like she lets me do this stuff. You know, I I do feel bad that it's like I I want to um, educate people and I want to help people and. uh a lot of times people only have the weekends because it's, you know, they're working all week. And then when they get home from work, they got to, you know, talk, to, hang, hang out with their kids or do whatever, you know, so try to balance it. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, you're doing a good, you're doing a, uh, a public good here. You're good at doing a service. And uh, I really, I appreciate it. I'm, I know the people who are tuning in here, it's like, they, they know they're coming to the source. Um, and yeah. I think more that's, this is part of it. More people doing this helps. Um, but I, I do also think that like finding ways to start conversations for people that are curious, but they don't know where to start. I mean, that's a big, I think that's a big realm that, yeah. you know, that like, well, it, it's just so obvious, man. Like you, you go to Ethereum 
I don't know, the, the compare the AB test, you try a transaction on Ethereum versus on, uh, you know, on MetaMask versus on Kepler. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, it, it's no comparison to me. Yeah, it's it's a no brainer, but yeah, you know, the the bar- the barrier of entry is just harder because you know everyone wants to just go on YouTube and stuff. So we just I don't know. Like I know Sito's doing a good job and Liam and uh, yeah, I think all their names, but I'm pretty sure they probably they're probably not on the top of the list. Whenever you like type in crypto, it's probably uh, you know Cosmos related information is not going to come up. It's going to be Bitcoin. It's going to be Ethereum. It's just the way it is. So I don't know how we change that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when I when I see stuff, it's Terra. I mean, it's Avalanche. It's um, you know these other chains that I consider Cosmos. You know, like or that they're and or they're built on the SDK. It's like they're they're building off of the, the same you know DNA, but it's not promoting uh the ecosystem yeah it's, it's it is a weird challenge because there's not like a direct there is kind of the the cosmos hub but that's really adam it's we're, in, we're there's a little bit of a pickle there but like we've gotten so much good out of that fact mm-hmm. you know that it's encouraged building and decentralized uh um apps and sovereign chains that aren't everyone's not like paying back up to the whatever the boss man is like it's what i don't know it's what makes this place so awesome and exciting i think for for developers yep for sure hey sendor try to keep it a little short but uh good but honestly i forgot a million things <laughs> i wanted to say anyway <laughs> I left those keys Nate, i'm talking to somebody no okay uh let me start by apologizing for whatever my part is you know well i know what my part was in in, in earlier derailing the space not not who i am didn't want to do that so my no, apologies, man. Um, and we got to model what we want in the spaces, right? So I apologize. Uh, and speaking to what you're saying, I heard your cue. You got to get to the wife. That's important. And I think if what the spirit of what you're trying to do, what we're trying to do, if we're successful, it won't be all on you to have that space, right? Like you run your four hours and then somebody else who's in the same vein of thought will open up a space too. That's our hope. And, and so I, uh, just to keep it short, I, you know, it's funny, I, I started, well, I started with Crow, but I, I prefer to ignore that part of my history. <laughs> and with the actual blockchain stuff, I started with VET and, and Cosmos stuff. And when I left Cosmos, and by that, I mean, like, when I just divested and, 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 and started looking elsewhere for a while, I did it knowing I was going to come back because of what Cosmos really does. And what it represents and and no nobody can really know the future that's crazy whatever (laughs) other than the only thing i'm confident in is that it's not going anywhere like blockchain is here to stay it's an important technology and and yeah there's going to be this fight for control over it or whatever but it's still here it's not going anywhere so uh to that end i i do agree that cosmos it's like almost an inevitable future because there will be so many however many but there will be multiple chains and at some point we're growing into to this space where we go right right now we're all on islands but i think i've told you this before i, I see it as like a reverse pangea you know we're, we're growing together and eventually we're going to be so close to each other that the bridge is really just going to be a hop and a skip over to the over the little stream and 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 i think that's why cosmos is so important like i always had this idea that 
eventually I would have enough liquidity to get back into Cosmos and have a meaningful piece of the pie so that when governance and stuff comes up, like I, my voice is heard and I can help other people be heard. I just started with very little. I'm a social worker. So I just kind of had to go out there and, and learn and build. But, you know, respecting the space and respecting the community that's here, um, I think that's where it's at. And I, I wanted to also say real quickly, I appreciate what Michael said earlier as far as Maxism or tribalism and the human psychology behind like where you start. Um, it's just, I think it's, it's presumptuous too, though, to think that like wherever somebody currently is, that's exactly where they started or where they intend to end up. And, and these, spaces, these spaces really, aside from the, the clash like we had earlier, these spaces help people realize that or remember that because you're, you're always run into that trap of like, oh, I'm going to come back. But then you never know if you're going to get glued somewhere and if it's for the right reasons or not. And I did realize that, you know, as I think what I was trying to express earlier, I started to realize like, man, here we go with these problems that I really was glad to not have to deal with, but they're creeping in. Let me go and see, like, let me check on how this is going in other, in other chains. And if we don't do that, like, if we don't talk to each other, it doesn't even matter what chain we're on. Like, what are we doing to solve problems? Because I, I think I DM'd you, and this is the last thing I'll say. I, I, and this is why I think you're right about having more chains, not fewer. So far, the trend I've seen is that you look at the value of a chain based on the problem it solves. Like, that's one of the early lessons that I, I learned when I was doing my research was like, hey, look at what the what the problem is that the chain's trying to solve. And when a when a chain stutters or or faults, you know, like with Solana, Ethereum, Cardano, like whatever you're talking about, when there's a problem, it seems like another chain or community pops up to solve that problem that that chain elucidated. The old chain doesn't go anywhere. It's still there. It's still solid. It has what it needs to stay there. But another chain kind of springs up. And I just can't see that pattern suddenly discontinuing. And so if it, if it does continue, we're going to have like so many and we're going to need something that brings them all together. And I, I still think Cosmos is that answer. Uh, early on, I was looking at Polkadot versus Cosmos. That was like the early debate, right? And the explanation uh, from a security standpoint was the way this is oversimplification, I'm sure. But the way Cosmos handles it is if there's an issue in, in a particular sphere, uh, that sphere might shut down for a minute, but the chain moves on and eventually the, the, the healthy parts of the chain will help the, the one that's not necessarily healthy get back up to speed. And I thought that was the answer. And I, and I, I still do. And I think it's, it's, it extends to more than just technology. I think it extends to like how we act and, and, and how we behave as humans. And we have to have an answer for that because technology is like a tool where the people wielding it, right? And so human psychology and, and sociology and stuff never is never gonna be removed from the equation. So that's why I'm in this space. That's why I appreciate that you you're hosting it. And also why I appreciate you letting me come back up and apologize and, and reintegrate, you know. No, it's all good, man. I the human human uh, you know, we get a little heated at times. And I, I know you really weren't getting out of line. Uh, maybe, maybe you kind of threw in the ADA and, and some of the people didn't like it for whatever reason, but yeah, it's never a reason to like bad mouth or I, I mean, essentially what he was kind of doing was almost like bullying. So I don't, I don't like that. So I, yeah. I, missed, I don't know what that was. that I missed Sid, but I just wanted to chime in and say that just maybe to mem remember it myself, that the reverse Pangea is, it's kind of a, I like, I like it. I, I, I don't know if that helps other people think about it, but this idea of like, you know, 
the many chains that come together or have the potential to inter interoperate and actually help each other solve problems is dude, that's another level, you know, that's it's a good, good yeah, analogy. It's definitely a good analogy. Cause I always use like what cosmos is, is just a bunch of islands. And, and when you're on an Island, you're on a remote Island and you can't, you know, you can't send a raft or you can't send any sort of like resources to the other, yeah. but what like cosmos allows you to do that. Or I, I use another thing that I use to the people is I just say like humans, for example, imagine if we all spoke the same language, how further along we would be right now. There would have been no barriers for all those thousands of years because everyone spoke the same language, you know, like there's just all kinds of things. And and that's kind of like they're bringing into like crypto and, and blockchains is all these blockchains, they're all speaking a different language and they can't communicate to the other blockchain because they're not all speaking the same language. But with yeah, dude. Cosmos, we're all speaking the same language. That's a good I think that's a good. Yeah, that's a good metaphor. I mean, I use that uh, with the support lab or when I don't know, I was talking to people about these conversations about, you know, when they're asking what IBC is. And yeah, my one of my analogies was that. It's like a uh, universal translator, you know, if you just had a little box, you could talk to anybody with it. That's kind of what IBC is like. So, you know, you could talk because right now Ethereum can't talk to Bitcoin or whatever. So, yeah, it's good. And the reverse PNG is just a good image. And also just the idea of like the coordination between chains. I mean, obviously there's conflict, but the ability for chains to help in a way each other or to interact, interoperate. Um, it's like if you've done, you know, sports and everything are, are like, like you play ba- baseball, like the way that teams work, like if, if there is a way that you can coordinate together, it's just so much, you could do stuff that you just can't do on your own. It, it, there's a lot of potential. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to get to woke cause you've had your hand for up and then we'll finish off with night. Um, I think everyone for stopping by for sure. This has been amazing. So go ahead, woke. Yeah, I was uh, I was going to talk about secret, but um, I was just you guys had a good conversation and uh, a lot of good points were there. Um, but I mean, just to be uh, realistic, I think uh, in the space cosmos, um, it does a lot of things good, but we, it still has a long way to go. To um, and this is not a complaint; it's just there's a lot of opportunity ahead. But when you say like, uh, why would anybody uh, buy an NFT on Ethereum? I wouldn't buy an NFT on any chain other than Ethereum. Because that's where the money is, you know. That's where the liquidity is. Um, now I have a positive thing about this to follow up, but mm. that's one of the things is like, you know, it's you have the participation despite the fees and all of that. You have the participation. And that's one reason the, the fees are so high and why the, why the the, the Ethereum struggles. Um, Ethereum struggles because it's so busy and it was designed without the technology and the know-how that we've been able to um, uh, uh, incorporate in other chains by seeing those struggles, you know? It's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you're driving down the road and you see two restaurants, right? And one restaurant is, is busy out the door and the line wraps around the building, right? The parking lot's full and the prices are just insane and everybody's in line complaining about it, right? Next door, there's a restaurant has two cars outside and it's cheap as shit. Which one are you going to go to? You know what I mean? As a, as a, as a chain, Ethereum is doing so well because it has so much participation, value locked, uh, locked in. And um, it, it's something to uh, acknowledge 
Now, I'm not saying it's better. You know, I'm not trying to be a maxi here. But one of the best things that the ecosystem can do is um, one of the best things about Atom is the uh, the IBC and the, and the ability to connect liquidity into these ecosystems. And I think Atom still trying to, is, is still kind of finding its place. I mean, uh, if you look at the governance, it's kind of a beautiful thing. Um, people are, are even right now debating on what the actual purpose of the Atom Hub is. You know, that's the, the new prop that's going on, and, and should they integrate Cosmos and all this? You know, and, it, and it's you know we're developing. We've got a long way to go. Um, but uh, one of the, the worst things I think that anybody can do is, is to look at Ethereum. And uh, this, this is why, and I hate to say it, um, people get annoyed with the Cardano people. The, the guy before, he's fine, right? Like, man, I was the biggest fan of Cardano. Um, I put like $50,000 into it after the convention in 2020. And uh, I've since closed that position out, but I was sold on it. And uh, I got to tell you, man, the reality is, Cardano, and I'm not knocking Cardano, this is just the reality of where it is, and this will be fixed in the future, but it had 200 million TVL on chain, and I couldn't get a, a transaction through on a DEX for four to five hours, you know, um, yeah. versus, versus Ethereum, like the reality is Ethereum, yeah, it's congested, yeah, the gas fees are stupid, um, but the thing is to learn from that, not for everybody to, to say, hey, we want to be an Ethereum killer because of this, because our transactions are cheap. Well, everybody's transactions are cheap when they don't have 300 billion or however many billion dollars of uh, TVL on chain. And uh, I think a lot of times chains, their, their, their biggest spokesmen speak out about how, to, how their chain is better. It's an Ethereum killer. And I just think that narrative needs to go away. Um, Adam has uh, things that stand on their, on its own and it's an, it's an amazing ecosystem and I'm really excited about it. And I don't think that we, I'm just pointing this out because I don't think that we as an ecosystem are, are, are like, oh, we're gonna kill Ethereum, you know? But dude, that's all Cardano was. That's all Solana has been for the longest time, you know? Um, I think just focusing on uh, where our position is in the ecosystem and building on that, uh, we have to get good developers in. Um, there's a lot of Solidity developers out there, even though it's not necessarily a uh, superior product, it's, it's not. Um, that's why Evmos, I think Evmos, Evmos to me connects all the dots and I love how it implements in the ecosystem because it connects Ethereum liquidity to the IBC, right? And that allows all these chains to access it. And one of the beautiful things that I think that it did was Evmos rewarded people who got wrecked on Ethereum and brought them into the ecosystem, brought that external liquidity in. So, you know, I think the technology is there, the experience is there. But getting people into the ecosystem is really the number one priority so that, the, that we have the participation and the, and the, and the value on chain um, to capital to, to grow, you know. And uh, wait, can I hey, well, can I ask you a question? Because that, yeah, go for um, it. You, so I, I earlier I said that Ethereum, I think I just referred to it as being garbage. I mean, I, you know, I whatever I, I have invested in it and I've it's done well for me, and I, I think it's done well for itself i don't have to speak for freaking uh vitalik but the um and the beauty of it and what you said about bringing um developers to cosmos like what do you think does that or or do you think that there's like because that because i think that like i kind of disagree with you about the nft thing like i i wouldn't only get an nft on ethereum knowing that I've tried that in the past and encountered like $4,000 gas fees for a $100 mint or something. I was just like, this is absurd. So I'm just curious what you think would make this attractive to developers, but would make Cosmos. Well, one of the things is um, 
one of the things about uh, about about everybody has an EVM right now, and that's because every there's so many developers and so much talent out there that is familiar with uh, Solidity or with Viper, and they and uh, that brings them over without them having to learn a new language, you know, but um, a lot of it's uh, is is community grants, just uh, focusing on building things like that. Um, I, I don't know, you know, if I had all the answers, I'd be I'd be uh, I'd probably have a job in Web3, I guess, you know, but um, it is, I think one of the big things is to is to look at, um, you know, like the maximalism and everything is, uh, it's really good to have a neutral viewpoint and trying to have a neutral viewpoint of the ecosystem and see where you fit in. And um, as far as bringing developers over, Evmos is a great way, for example, because it brings an EVM that runs on top of uh, a Cosmos chain. You know, that's a that's a beautiful piece of technology that they uh, they've implemented. So that allows, you know, um, for instance, like when Evmos launched, Ave had a, a proposition uh, voted on uh, extending their protocol onto Evmos. Right? It's literally they just copy and paste and make a few adjustments, and they can run an existing platform on Evmos as well. You know, and um, I think that that's uh, that's something that helps. Um, so that's going to be okay. So just because maybe other people understand this in a way that I don't, but like, so are they launching? They, they, they would launch basically another front end to their lending protocol on Evmos, and how would that how how would that work? How would we? Does that, does that mean we can that, that they bring on bring on Cosmos tokens? Um, or that, like, how does that work? Basically, um, it's not that I'm, uh, I'm not even really a, a huge, a huge fan of Abe per se, but it does, it brings their software onto the chain and allows you to, I don't know exactly what tokens you can borrow and lend against. Um, I assume whatever, uh, uh, tokens exist in the e ecosystem. Um, I will see, I, I don't know for the specifics of it, you know, but the, the, the real point is just that like somebody doesn't have to learn Cosmosm to deploy software onto uh, a cosmos based chain but more mm. importantly uh it, it it's focused on bridging the liquidity like evmos is hyper focused on bridging liquidity between uh, the, the ethereum chain and evmos and and uh like they, they launched and one of the first things they did was they had the nomad bridge that allowed you you can i've bridged usdc over um to buy more uh and, and, mm -hmm. and bridging that liquidity is is really important because it means like you know uh people can can it, a lot of people are sitting on, on on liquidity and they just they they're not going to move it around they're not going to move it to a centralized exchange and then convert it and then move it back to cosmos you know being able to bridge means that they can stay yeah. on chain and move the funds over and, and play around in the ecosystem and that's why like later go ahead. i'm sorry but but so don't don't you think that also like so the whatever the axelar bridge is a, uh and frontier uh, on osmosis that those are also you know the similar opportunities obviously it's not the building it's not the developer attraction but i think bridges are great in general i think that the, the big thing about ibc is it's it's it's, it's battle tested and secure um because bridges are a huge opportunity for uh uh for hacks and things like that but um bridges are always great bridging liquidity is i think is one of the most important things you know it's not just like we want to we want to bring users over and we want to bring access to those funds because that allows the the the, the chain to build um, with the existing liquidity and not just like, yeah, you know, it, 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 the easier money can flow around, the better it is for everybody. And that's how we have, you know, everyone talks about a multi-chain future. That's one way you do it, you know, is, 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 uh, having, um, 
not having such frag, fragmented liquidity between chains and things like that, and everybody can participate across the board without having to go back to a centralized exchange and then back into a new ecosystem, you know? Um, so it, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, I've been messing around with, I mean, I totally agree with you and not financial advice, but I'm, I'm buying a big bag of Evmos. I've been messing around. I actually already have a couple of different NFTs on Evmos and um, like the fusion already has like near 5 million. Not that it's a lot, but it's brand new. It doesn't have technically access to, you know, Cosmos tokens yet, but it already has $5 million uh, worth of tokens on it. And, you know, I think it actually has more than that, but yeah, I mean, it's a great way. I, I'm I'm a little bit involved with the Orbital Apes, which is like going to be the OG NFT launch on um, on Evmos. It's like a play to earn game, and like I'm a little bit involved with the community on the Discord. And there's a lot of people that had no clue about like Kepler and like just they're they're asking all kind of questions about like IBC and all kind of stuff. So you know NFTs in a way or a great way to bridge the gap so to speak because there are people out there that just like art they just like stuff like that so they might just come over because there's a cool ass nft on yeah on evmos now you know and yeah and, yeah yeah don't you know, i shouldn't have said that i wouldn't have bought one because i actually was looking at the orbital waves um it's just it's they have a really tight-knit community and they, they represent a very tight-knit community um but there's only it's only so many people in the ecosystem so like launching new nft I guess what I should say is if an artist came to me and said, I wanted to sell my art, where should I sell it? I would say Ethereum because that's where the money is and that's where the participation is. And that's what we, that's what I really like about, you know, um, focusing on, you know, bridging this liquidity and bridging these ecosystems because that, then that eliminates that, you know, and, 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 and yeah. Yeah, I got you. But I want to get to night because you've had your hand up forever. Good night. Hey there, thanks for the opportunity. Um, just if, I've, I've just come to the space quite late and I'll make um, a quick few points. So I think when, when it comes to IBC, I use it as an example to tell friends about what crypto can do. And I show them the Kepler wallet and show them governance and the voting system. And I say, look, look how you can replicate this on many things. You know, a, a small employer of 100 employees can go and make an app like this or a DAP and say, hey, you go vote every, every question, every decision I make, or you can scale up to a, a million employees for something and say, well, I'm going to introduce this new thing to our um, company. Does everybody agree? And then you just instantly vote and people can then have a dynamic democracy where not everybody gets one vote. Certain people who, who are more interested in, in a certain thing gets, you know, a cleaner has more voting on the cleaning solution and a, a doctor has more voting on the medical aspect. So that that to me is a, is a really good thing about the Kepler wallet and the how IBC uses governance, it can be really scaled up even to potentially elections for, you know, point. Um, the next bit, um, because I use, you know, people always ask me, say, so what is crypto? And to, to give you an example, I work for an employer who has three and a half thousand employees. There's only about 10 of us, if not less, that actually know anything or are invested in, in, in crypto. So there's still a huge amount of people who are not invested, don't even know what it is and all they know about Bitcoin. That's it. All the, oh, yeah, you're the one who buys Bitcoin. I don't even have a, a penny in Bitcoin. Uh, but that's all they say. The next thing about NFTs and Ethereum. Um, I was watching a, um, a video today. I can't remember who it was, but a guy who you know, was invested back in, in, the, in the day of, of Bitcoin when it was peer-to-peer. -peer. 
and he talked about NFTs and Ethereum. I don't think we're ever going to be able to get out and make people buy NFTs from somewhere else. To me, I've, I've been involved in um, NFTs on ETH, but also on Elrond Network, eGold, and that has a really thriving NFT market. But if you want to kind of count scale, one in a thousand probably of what ETH is doing, if, if not less. People are just buying it there. They don't care about the gas fees. It's now become this amazing space where if you're a celebrity, you want to be on Ethereum. You don't want to be on an, uh, on any other network because of liquidity, because of numbers, you know, and how OpenSea has just more or less monopolized the market. So I don't think IBC bringing out NFTs is going to really uh, take off. That's that's my own opinion. Despite, I will buy it. I buy them, but I don't think it will. Um, comes to scalability. Now, if you look at, Price-wise, recently we've had um, Harmony and we've had um, Eagle. These these are the ones that do a lot of sharding for scalability. But it seems like nobody really cares about transaction speed. And all sharding is doing is making the transaction faster. But it's kind of getting rejected every time these things try to go up, try to compete with ETH. And then nobody cares. They all, everybody goes back to ETH. Yesterday or the day before, wasn't there like 400 million worth of gas fees going to ETH? But people seem to be happy to do that. And I wonder if it's just the miners or the validators that created this loop or this black hole to just suck ETH gas fees over and over again. And then they're exiting it out of crypto into dollar. I don't know what they're doing with the money. They're, extracting, they're extracting the value exactly. for, the, for themselves. I mean, yes. the miner extracted value, MEV, is like probably just, one of the top you know, I don't know, features of Ethereum that I, that, that Cosmos kind of solves, in, in my opinion, or these other proof of stake chains. But anyway. It just, I, I kind of feel ETH is going to end up being the downfall of crypto, although it, it was the up trend once it came after Bitcoin and everybody started to use it. And, and yeah. it wasn't really, and, but I think it's going to end up being the downfall because once mm. these gas fees are all sucked out into the validators, into the miners, where's the money? It's all gone. You know, you've taken my money. You've used my gas fees. I don't have any more money to bring in. And who they, they're exiting the money on the other side, not even to exit it into the fiat world to actually use it and buy boats, but actually to use it for electricity, to use it for the machines that are always on. Um, so it ends up kind of this vicious cycle that goes up, but then actually kind of collapses on its own weight. Um, yeah. the, last thing I want, the last thing I want to do is... I. I am a firm believer, and I've said it in multiple spaces about the virtual reality space in the future, looking at kind of where I work and, and how people are getting heavier and bigger and less and less mobile and not moving about. The VR space is definitely going to be the future. I'm a firm believer in Ready Player One will become a reality. And I still haven't seen a single, single game or space or chain that is actually addressed VR properly in any way. Like if you look at a game called Fortnite, everybody knows Fortnite on PlayStation 5. You know, you type in your card number, that's you've got V-Bucks, you've bought your stuff and you're moving on. To actually get anything in a blockchain game is a nightmare. Get a wallet transfer fees, get into a DEX, get into a KEC. Like it's a, nobody, nobody will get the numbers that Fortnite are getting. You know, the millions of players that are playing daily. You know, we've got games and, and I was in a podcast and they were talking about how many games were, how many people users, you know, the best you'd get for Axis, you know, 20,000 people playing in that day. That is nothing, you know. So we, we need to make this easier. You need to make it as easy as actually just putting in your credit card number 
and automatically a wallet is generated, the money is moved, and it's just sorted for you. So in the background, it happens. You don't even know what's going on. For you, your TratFi bridged over to um, DeFi without you even knowing it's happening. You know, this whole wallet system and mobile, it's not for everybody. And people actually, once you add more steps, they don't take the steps and they don't do it. So, and and all these games that are coming up, they're all like 1980s IBM 486 and 386 shit games. I'm sorry, but even Axie, where's the, where's the graphics? Where's the digital stuff? What, what's going on? You know, where's all these, you're talking about technology that's uh, so advanced with all, you know, transferring money. But when it comes to actually making a game, you're telling me to come play a game that I used to play on Atari and make come make money out of it. It's bizarre, honestly, absolutely bizarre. So I wish IBC addresses that, makes it easier for people to be onboarded because without new users, we are just recycling the money between us and the better um, TA people, the better traders end up scooping it all from us and we're all just sat there in the background thinking we're making money when actually it's getting recycled. Thank you very much. Thank you for that. Yeah, I agree. I had uh, Carter on it. He's the founder of Shade Protocol. He's been on my show a couple of times. He's very brilliant. Actually, I'm reading his book right now. He's just a, he's a genius, basically. We had a really good talk one time about NFTs and kind of Redder, Ready Player One. And he was essentially saying there's not really enough computational power unless it would never be able to be fully decentralized, at least for the foreseeable future, just because of how much computational power would would consist of. It would have to be a balance of centralized uh, entities and, you know, decentralization. And I think uh, it's almost like with crypto as the video game space, it's almost like we have to go back in time and start back from like Nintendo and Super mm-hmm. Nintendo and make our way up. We can't just have like these cool ass graphics that we have right now. It's a good point. Yeah, we just don't have that much com- computational power. Maybe 20 years from now we will. I don't know. It's going to be a long time, long, to, in my opinion. And also from just respecting Carter, uh, what he was saying in one space is a while ago. But it's it, to me, that's, that's kind of a long way away. Or yeah, I, yeah, I think it's more niche, the gaming, like, obviously, what Axie Infinity is like, what is it? It's like a Pokemon, whatever, digital version. It, it's kind of like the forms that will fit the technology now may be like Candy Crush or, I don't know, you know, like a fit of mobile gaming situation. It's not necessarily going to be at the cutting edge, but I, I think that's like, we have to use a yardstick that's like, what fits crypto versus can you insert crypto into Fortnite? Um, I don't know. That's my, but the other thing that occurred to me during nights, uh, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say we had pylons on earlier and yeah, I could see a future with, it could be a lot of iOS type games. Like you're saying like candy crush or just, you know, play um, games where you can like build bases and just like real, real, real fundamental, but not like, and in, in, uh, I don't want to say graphics intensive or whatnot. It'll be kind of simplistic. It won't be too advanced like Fortnite. You know, even when you like basically like Fortnite, for example, if you're not running it on like a high end computer, you have to use like shitty graphics. And if you were playing on like your PS5 and then you played it on my computer, it's day and night, like how much smoother and how much more realistic it is. And I don't know how long it would take us to to have something like of that magnitude specifically on blockchain because that's just so much 
computational power and just yeah, data. Dude, I, I was, I mean, I, I specifically remember a, a, a space with uh, Chango and, um, and the, uh, th- the guys from Passage 3D or the um, Strange Clan. And they were talking specifically about this, like how they're gonna, their game is going to run but they obviously have to use the AWS and the servers also that like the ability to run a game. um, It's just not there yet. The technology, like the decentral, you know, the notion of having it entirely cloud hosted, like it's just the infrastructure is not there yet. Um, But I'm curious to see how their game executes. Um, You know, even if it's like components of it are, are on blockchain and others are run uh, on a, whatever, more centralized cloud, like it's going to take time. Like we'll see, you know, how long does it take to create and launch an advanced graphics game? Like we have to be realistic about timelines, but the the, the one thing that Knight was saying that clicked with me and I was thinking about what you were saying, uh, Hoss, about um, if everyone on earth spoke the same language, like the thing about NFTs or about um, a meme coin, that can bring a lot of people together is that those are a language that is pretty much universal. I mean, art, that's kind of like, yeah, everybody can look at a painting and be like, yeah, I like this or I don't. So that is where there is a language that we all speak there. They, you know, that's why NFTs I think have blown up uh, or one of the reasons. So I, I don't know. I wouldn't write off cosmos uh, in that realm I don't know. I, I, th- I definitely think that there's possibility. Yeah, I wouldn't write it off either. And, and especially since Secret, we'll just use Secret for an example. It's the only blockchain that offers privacy by, this, by default smart contracts. So essentially, the I've been getting a lot, especially I haven't been doing a lot of Secret-based shows recently, but when I was running them for, for a little bit, I was getting a lot of Ethereum people that owned NFTs that would come over because... You know, like if if you and I, like Kevin, if you had a uh, a cool ass NFT and it was worth like 500K and I'm like, I want to buy that and I bought it, then I'm doxing myself forever. However, if you did, if you had it on secret, you know, it's not dox. Like you're no, no one in here would know that I bought it off you. And and also, you know, I could send you like S Osmo right now and you wouldn't even know what address it came from. Like if I wanted to tip you like, yeah, I want to send you some Osmo, but I didn't want you to know what my Osmo address is, like I could use secret. So like I wouldn't write off secret NFTs. I mean, they already had some big launches. Um, they had Quentin yeah. Tarantino's, the first movies, and then they had um, what Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Yeah. yeah what's what's the, I can't even remember what the name of the uh, um, movie is. You Kil- probably- Kilroy. Yeah, yeah, Kilroy. So like that is only sustainable really on secret. Like you couldn't do that really on any other uh, any other blockchains. Like Quentin Tarantino has literally handwritten NFTs that he had from his scripts and he wanted it to to live forever and, and be private so someone could buy it and, and not have to dox themselves. So I do agree with it. And I think a lot of times when it comes to NFTs, it's not necessarily the art or the community. It's also the chain. So as the chain goes, that NFT's value. If you're looking at a pure like value proposition, which I think some people do, I I'm in the between. Like I don't really get them to to sell. I get them because I like to be a part of the community. I just like the art. But if you're in it to speculate for like a value accrual mechanism, yeah, obviously. I mean, I bet you like Luna, for example. I don't technically have any Terra NFTs. 
But if you got some Terra NFTs when they first listed, I can pretty much guarantee you they're probably worth a lot more, even if the art kind of sucked because Luna, you know, the Terra ecosystem, like everyone knows what it is now. So it's like, you know, if everyone knows about uh, Adam in three years from now and you had these like, okay, Strange Clan, we'll use Strange Clan. Or if you had um, like my, that, the, I have an Anon or an Anon from um, Secrets, like the OG first one. And they're already they're already worth a lot. Like the floor firms, you know, say six, seven, eight thousand dollars or whatever right now, even with the market being shit. So like if secret goes up to a hundred dollars a token, then you know, that's gonna be worth a lot. So it, it also has to deal with the with the chains. And I do think there's gonna be a lot of big players that are already in IBC right now. They're just not they're not there yet. And we had Greg, uh, the founder of Akash, was on, I don't know, maybe like three weeks ago. And he has all kind of ideas, which if people aren't li- listening and don't know what Akash is. It's like a peer-to-peer decentralized cloud computing. Um, it's basically like an a, like a AWS, but different. And he even said it. He's like, we're not there yet, but we will get there. Like what they're trying to do. So, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, well, the, that's the whole partnership between <clears throat> Strange Clan and, and Akash. I mean, the, that the kind of the dream is that they can run the game on Akash, uh, eventually. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's that, I mean, he's, when I said the infrastructure is not there yet, but like Akash is the potential and the, the growing, you know, seed of that infrastructure. So it's like, it's being built, just everything takes time. So when people say like, we're early, you know, we're early is, I guess, one of the memes, you know, uh, of crypto that's like, but there's a price to being early, which is that, you know, we don't have Fortnite yet. Stuff isn't, not everything's fleshed out. Like when you're early, like you don't know when that you don't have the certainty that maybe Jimmy had that like everything's going to succeed. That's part of being early is like the, you know, the, the, there is some uncertainty in that and there's potential to learn, um, you know, like with this, this space has been educational, but like, yeah exactly so i look at it like i try to like use metaphors i almost uh, some of my shows i even say about like cosmos it's almost like the the late 1800s and people came over and they're like let's go out west and americans and explore and it was like rocky and there was you know there's all kind of you know bandits and stuff in a way and it's almost like that with cosmos you know, you see the vision. It's like, okay, well, they're going to build this railway across the country. Well, I, I might as well try to buy some land over here because I think one day it's going to be valuable. Maybe mm. not right now, but like in the future, it's going to be. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I don't know. Like, let's just use five years from now. I think this this whole crypto thing is every. I, I honestly, I don't want to say everyone's going to be investing in it, but every. I think everyone on the planet is going to know what crypto is in five years from now. Like you, because everyone has a smartphone, and I already think, like for the most part, most people already kind of have an idea. Maybe they haven't done the research or. Don't oh yeah, anything. dude. I think like, I think almost everybody knows what bi- that Bitcoin exists. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, and I think when we're talking about infrastructure. Yeah, we're laying it down right now. I mean, we had Jackal Dow on, and they're basically a decentralized storage unit. Essentially, they're storing the data, and it's going to be decentralized. Like, we need all this infrastructure before we can do what we what we think it could do. You know, so like we are early. So I think when people say like, "Oh, don't think that," well, yeah, first mover advantage. Maybe you can say that about Ethereum. Like, you're not early in Ethereum anymore, but there's going to be competition, and it's not like we're 
going to wipe off Ethereum by no means. But I honestly, like if just USD value, like honestly, do you think, I don't know, I know it's not right now, but let's say there's $2 trillion in crypto and and do you think in five years from now it's going to be less than that? There's no way. Like there's just no way. I I absolutely don't see that. I mean, people... The, the metaphor, the analogy uh, that you made, or I guess it's officially a simile where you said it's like the wild 1800s and people from Europe are like, let's go to the United States and plunder. I mean, dude, most people didn't do that for a reason. Like, it's scary to go into a new territory. It's scary that, you know, they had to cross the ocean. Like, all the stuff that they had to do, like, people are afraid to put their money into new things. That's like crossing, you know, the Atlantic. So uh, uh, metaphorically, like, you know, you're just like emotionally, it's scary, right? Like, yeah, lose. I, dude, I in 2017, I bought stuff. I was explaining this stuff to the dude I ran into in the park where I was like kind of framing all these things about like, well, this is Ethereum and Bitcoin are this one thing which you're going to hear about. But like the thing I'm involved, it's not it's different. Um, and here's how. And it was like. One thing was like, they used to have ICOs were legal in the, in the US or whatever. They were done, right? And I like, I was telling the guy, I was like, I had like t- two projects, one that worked, one that, one that was a scam. And to me at that time, like 500 bucks was an enormous amount of money that just went poof um, for some decks or something that I, you know, I bought an ICO for. And I think people are just like, dude, back then it was 50-50 scam and not scam i mean the the ratio is probably a much higher scam and it still kind of is like people are just afraid and i think that that is the is one of the big hurdles that we have just like that does project a reputation and kind of a a wild 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 west implies you know badge like getting robbed and you know, assaulted and all kinds of stuff that freak people out. Like it's not just uh it's not just a fun movie with Will Smith who will slap you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, to add to that, I mean, yeah, we're, we, we are, we are super early and um, yeah, it is almost like the wild, wild west in a, in a sense, because people, even if you look back, not even that long ago, like right now it's 2022, but in my mind, I mean, I'm 36. I don't think, I mean, I guess it is, but 22 years ago, and it is, to me, isn't that long ago. And if you look at articles back then, they were saying the internet was a scam, you know? So like it, it, the mainstream is always worried about change. I mean, if you think about it, yeah, you know, even like politics and people that are in office, like they don't want to change. Like older people, they don't want to change. My job in in real life, I had to deal with a lot of people that refuse. They still want to send checks for everything. They don't want to use, you know, like they Dude, don't that's to, reality. It's just reality. So like it's gonna take time. I mean, eventually those people, I mean, it's human nature. We're all we're all gonna pass away at some point. They're all gonna pass away. But like there's not a kid right now that's like an eight or nine year old that's ever gonna use a check in their life. Like they're never you know what? In fact, Maybe not of them actually physically drive a car when they're older. I don't know. Like it's going to be a fact. <laughs> like they're like we're going to live in an era. It's going to be in our lifetime as long as we get to live, where we probably won't have to drive a car. Like that's just the reality of it. Like and we're we're not going to use checks. And I think every everything will be digital. I mean, like everything's going to be digital. I think like everything will be an NFT too. Like anything that you need to save on a blockchain, like that 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 can be. You know, there's just so many possibilities. 
and it's not going to stop. I mean, it's just not. And we are early. So if you like, I always tell people, you pick a couple of right winners. Like imagine back in the day, if you were investing in all these crypto, uh, these technologies and you pick like Cisco or Amazon like or Microsoft and all these guys like back in the day and you picked a couple of winners and you put a, a nice little amount into it. Like, you, you know, you'd be loaded right now. I think it's the same thing. With, with that's a good yeah i think that's a good point somebody else had mentioned the thing about the utility of the token i think it was sid who was saying like you know look what it contributes or what problem what problem it solves um and i think with the dot-com boom or you know like you were saying 22 years ago you know everyone said that and everyone the media or people were warning that the internet is a scam or that dot-coms are you know but like yeah there were a lot of websites that were garbage you know, or there's a lot of their social media platforms, uh, MySpace or Friendster. I don't know that people have all kind of bounced um, for the most part. And so there is always change and there's shifting and there there is like that movement towards better utility, better UX, you know, better user experience. Um, and to me, like, if there's any crystal ball or whatever, like the people, People who are looking into this technology, like you are, Haas, and uh, folks who are getting, you know, get excited about the coordination abilities of um, Cos- Cosmos, like what, what Knight was saying about um, how you could like use Kepler or, or a Cosmos chain to like vote on what a company does next. Like this, we don't know what the next, some of the next steps are going to be. You know that things that 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 people decide are super useful, but if you look at that technology and think about like what is what here really contributes something that's like this could be indispensable this could be really helpful if it was just a little bit easier to use or a lot easier to me that's like that's that is a lens potentially you know i can't be a financial advice but like anyway that that that's how i see that um yeah man that's great feel the same way so this is going to be the last person we have up and it's been a nice five-hour marathon on my sunday but triple i know you've had your hand up forever so i appreciate you waiting patiently yeah no problem uh thanks for letting me come up can you guys hear me okay yes okay awesome i have kind of a specific question and then a, a general question i guess um my specific question is around usdd as d as in dog um, the new stable coin coming out from the Tron network. Um, I'm curious if you guys have looked into that at all, if you have any thoughts on that. Uh, I'm going to start like doing my own research on it. I haven't started yet, but I'm, I'm curious if anybody here has any thoughts on it. So I can't really say for, for certain. I mean, I, I've heard good, nothing but good things about Tron. I haven't really looked too much into Tron. I just personally, I choose... My stable coin for the most part is this UST, which is Terra's uh, stable coin. So I don't want to say, I mean, if anyone knows much about it, that's fine. They can, they can answer that question. I do realize that there's going to be a lot of stable coins. So they all have different use cases and utilities. So uh, I'm not, I'm not some maxi that thinks like UST is going to be the only stable coin at last. I, I don't believe that at all. I think there's going to be a lot of stable coins. So yeah. I love USDT. Isn't UST only one of stable of the stable coins on that network? It's not all about UST. Uh, I don't think UST is on the Tron network. Is it? 
No, no, I mean on 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 Terra. UST yeah, like Terra has a bunch of other. Oh yeah, yeah. Terra has other stables that are pegged to other currencies. The the Korean won, or they're like an ecosystem of stables. Yeah. Now, like Secret's coming out with Silk, which is going to be like a privacy stable coin that's going to be backed by like a global basket of currencies. Interesting. Yeah, and also it's going to have. I'm assuming kind of like what Terra does with their reserves. They have AVAX and Bitcoin in it. I think that they're going to be doing something similar to that as well. And I'm really interested in that kind of ordeal. And and then another, and this is not financial advice for anyone, but when I see like regulatory compliance, I always think like, okay, well, that's going to be around. So like NGM gets like e-money basically is in part of Cosmos. It gets no attention. And I That's talk, true. I've spoke to a couple people. I don't want to dox them, but one in particular, he's way more brilliant to me. He's a computer scientist. He's an engineer. He's like building in Cosmos and that's kind of the extent that I'll dox himself on. But we had a conversation a long time ago. I don't know, maybe like three or four months ago. And I was asking him, we were just kind of bullshit. And I said like, out of all the tokens in Cosmos, what is your dark horse? And he said instantly, he said e-money because of like the regulatory compliance. And he and essentially anyone out there, their their stable coin is like it's it's basically pegged to the euro, but it's not pegged to the euro. And the way they do it is it's like um their their algorithm is it's always based off of um like the inflation rate of the euro and they have full regulatory compliance in like switzerland and all these european countries and they actually hold reserves so like the difference between like ust is it's a stable coin is based off of like the algorithmic um the burn mechanism with luna and like the demand this is actually like they have the reserves in the bank with like these european banks so like that's going to be not and and i'm curious about yeah. I was gonna say their their thing is they're trying to they're trying to bridge over like traditional finance into crypto, and I think I think they're gonna do it honestly. Like not financial advice, but I think they're gonna do it, and and they don't even have to do much. Like for it to be like a good investment, Who like, is this? it doesn't even have to do e money NGM e money. Yeah, I mean E-money. I just want I just want to so to the question I have not heard about the the Tron uh, the is it USDD or just USD. D. USDD, two Ds, DNC. US double D. Yeah. So um, I think that I, I know Trump from, I mean, Trump's been around for a minute. Uh, so I feel like I know from back in like 2017. But like, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know about it, but I do know that currently, especially in a down market, like stables, um, but it doesn't matter. Stables are like the largest, you know, if you add them up together, they're, they're the biggest market cap in crypto, uh, perhaps aside from Bitcoin. But it's like, you know, stables are huge. Maybe maybe everything. Like stables and stable yield is like, it's gigantic. So I just, that, there will likely be some consolidation there. And not to toot my own horn too much, but like when we were in this, the Osmos working group uh, back in like the early day, early months, weeks of uh, osmosis. And we were like trying to work out, like we, we were trying to figure out a way for ION to be, uh, to create whatever, mint a stable coin somehow and have it backed 
using the um uh uh why am i blanking now the uh gyro it was called gyroscope um collateralization which was like having these baskets of all these different other stable coins uh, so it would be like backed by and then also possibly um backed by liquidity share liquidity pool uh tokens and other things that were you know um endemic or, or not native to uh to osmosis and cosmos and like it we couldn't it wasn't done and we went with ust and i think ust is a great is a great asset to have um launched with but like i'm not surprised that terra is is diversifying their backing that like all these other i don't know i just i think that that's like a it's going to probably also be a, a thing that's done elsewhere yeah, I mean, from where I come, from where I'm coming from, my one of my core interests when it comes to crypto is stable coins and and yield that's paid out in stable coins. So obviously, Anchor is very is very uh, helpful in that regard and and pretty much fits the bill. But recently, I heard that um, this new stable coin with Tron, they're going to offer a thirty percent APY. And so I'm trying to learn, I'm trying, I, I don't know anything about what protocol they're using to, to facilitate that um, 30% APY payment on their stable coin, but just trying to learn more because, you know, uh, I like the idea of, of diversifying my stable coin holdings. Um, yeah. And especially I like the idea of using, you know, protocols that pay out in a, in a stable yield, right? In a stable coin yield, that's... Um, like anchor protocol so right now i have frax and fpi and fpis and fxs and luna and ust but i haven't really you know uh i don't really hold any die or any usdt or usdc um but you know if if there's a 30 percent stable coin yield that's you know, that gets me interested. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, um, maybe there'll be more news coming over the next few weeks. I have heard the, about the that. The only thing that kind of worries me about it is that the guy behind this project, as far as I understand, I could be wrong, but the guy behind this project is D Justin Sun. And I, I've, I don't obviously know him personally, but I've heard that he's got, he's, he's known to have a little bit of a shady past. Mm. So, yeah. I have heard about that 30 percent APR and I've also heard I saw some stuff about it being like oh this is actually there was a, a bit I think it was last week where it was like oh no it's going to actually be 15 percent or 10 percent it kind of like flipped around from, from I think that was a different stable coin that was USN the near stable coin oh okay so yeah they, getting a mix up there's a lot of them yeah there's a couple that are launching relatively soon or or have launched and near i think ended up deciding to go with a lower rate than what anchor currently offers um but yeah do you guys mind if i ask my general question real quick because then I, I have to run good um are there any traditional markets tra traditional finance trades that you you all are interested in over the next year or like any yeah is anything in the traditional markets look interesting to you Nah, that's hard to say. I mean, even the stocks have been beat to shit. Like I, I was saying earlier, that the Nas this is the worst. April was the worst month since '08, and at Nasdaq. So I mean, I'm sure there's all kind of good buying opportunities, but it's just kind of worrying right now with like the geopolitical stuff that's going on, and there's just a lot of shit going on in the world right now. I would say yeah, no. pharmaceutical technology 
anything that's that is has its hands in in uh, the technologies that are are anticipated to extend length of life or quality of life for for the older generations any of those things are are probably um worth looking into as far as like traditional finance and, and that market yeah it's smart because all these old people then they never want to give up they never ever ever want to give up any anything i mean if people just tuned in when they had the um the what's it called i can't even think right now i'm so branded but whenever they the, the president has his first talk after the year what is it called Not the In, inaugural address well, yeah, whatever it is. But anyways, it, I tuned in real quick and um, it was crazy, man. It, it almost paranoid me out because like everyone on there was like, no one was like younger than 55 or 60. Literally no one, maybe one or two people. And I, and I just, I'm always a firm believer. And it's not that I hate or have anything ill against older people, but I don't think you should be in your seventies and still have a real prominent, powerful position at leadership in pretty much anything, especially in the politics. And that's like, if you look around, it's all old people like, you know, like Joe yeah, Biden, like, honestly, like what, it, what does that you think Biden, like there's no, he's, he can't relate to anyone that's younger than like 50 years old, 45 years old, like no one, like there's this, it's just a big difference in lifestyles. You know, like when he grew up, the world was so different. Now it's so different. And guess what? When we're probably in the 70s at his age, it's going to be a lot different too. So like, I think it should be like, hey, you're 55 and that's your max. Like when you go out for presidency, you're the oldest you can be is like 55 for your first election or something. Like, it's oh, just man. That, that would be brutal for a lot of people who have like, <laughs> I mean, well, Biden's like the first person, I think, from his generation that achieved a, a place in the presidency like it was always boomers or people that were a little bit younger than him uh so he was like the, whatever like that but i i think to that observation it does there's some grander i don't have an answer to this stock thing but there's some bigger picture thing where we look at our society as a whole and our, like the way you said like how our government government is so old it seems and that like it's imbalanced if if anything, you know, like the people that are young that are senators or whatever, they, they're such huge like news hounds. And then it's we have all these people that just don't feel represented. And I, I, I do think that the governance coordination um, kind of, for lack of a better term, yeah, tools that are associated with Cosmos and with this proof of stake, at least it's also does occur on, on proof of work chains. but like. This is like, I think part of that is what also attracts people that get that get to understand it, that having some kind of a say, a voice, you know, uh, because if we don't have it in the traditional uh, places. Yeah. So I totally agree. I'm going to, Marty, I've been trying to end the show forever, but I like you. So I'm going to let you just say your piece and then I'm going to wrap this up because I, uh, I got to get going. <laughs> this has been a marathon. Thanks for hosting, Hans. I'm, I'm going to head out. Yeah, anytime, man. My door is always open. Thank you for stopping by. That goes for everyone. So what's up, Marty? Now, Boomer would like to speak and just say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, you're a good Boomer, though. You, you, like, I, I was going to say, not to cut you off, I always, like, even in my real life job, I respect the hell out of older people. I'm not saying you're, you're you would be actually 
just an average age person that I deal with in my job, but like the older people that are still trying to like learn and, and what, even if it's just web two or whatever, but they're still like, Oh, I know how to do that. Or I deal with people that literally don't even know how to use Google, but they can, they bitch and moan that they had to wait 45 minutes to talk to me on a call or something. It's like, well, that same question that you have right now, you could have found out within about 10 seconds if you would have just typed it right into the Google search engine, but, but go ahead. <laughs> so, my, so my answer to the, the question I wanted to invest in was craft beer, organic local weed, and you know craft liquor. That, that would be my three things to like invest in. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to drag Kevin down to like show him like, like major like craft beer opportunities in Pennsylvania and all these on the East coast. Anyway, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. There's so much beer in PA. I'm in, I'm in PA too. I don't, I'm not really a big beer drinker unless I'm like at an event or if I'm cooking out or something. But like, if you're like, Hey, let's have a drink. I want some, I want some good whiskey. I'm all about good whiskey, but but yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like my best beer brewing person for formulation, whatever else is 86 years old. And you can go down to Kentucky and Tennessee and talk about whiskey and bourbon with people who are, you know, like 83, 80, 45 years old, who've been doing it forever. So there's like some people like just stay on top of their game, and mm. just like you know, decades of experience, these crafty products. And they're just like really, really, really good at it. And yeah. they'll, they'll die. They'll die beside the barrel. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I so, respect that. I mean, there's definitely uh, sectors that where just accruing experience and perfecting your craft, not to use a pun, but like it does add, just continue to add value. And uh, I, I will say that I'm not cool with government weed. Yeah, <laughs> I had an experience, uh, whatever, on 420, dude, that stuff is too, it's too much. It's too powerful. Uh, I, you know, I thought I'd left Earth. Yeah, man, that's all it is, especially in California. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy shit. But um, yeah, I just wanted to, aren't Tricky, you got one last thing to say? Are you asking me? No, no, no I'm, good. I'm tricky, tricky, tricky. Oh. Go ahead, Tricky. I don't know. I guess you're rugged right now. Tricky's a part of the uh, Cosmos Space team, so I think he wanted to say something. I don't know what he's doing. Probably got rugged. But anyhow, uh, yeah, I think he's out. But I just want to appreciate, if, especially if you stuck around this whole time. I mean, it was very good stuff. There's a lot of um, good teams we had on, and yeah, it was it was a good time. I only keep it this long if I think it was pretty good. There was a lot of good content, a lot of things I learned. I appreciate all the conversations, to be honest with you. You know, hey, what up, Tricky? Nope, I heard his voice. But thanks, Kevin, for stopping by too, man. Yeah, dude, this was great. Um, I really appreciate what you're doing, and uh, it, was, it was good to meet people here and hear some different perspectives. So, um, yeah, thank, thank you for doing this, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, thanks for helping on our Wednesdays, too. I, I I really wanted to to be a part of like helping with the Wednesdays, but I, I, I have to like schedule in advance. And No, I totally make sense. There's, yeah, a, like, there's a challenge, man, with the midday uh, thing. Yeah, like I get to listen for the most part, but like my job in real life, I get to work from home, but I'm always on the phone. So like I can't just be like, hey, I'm going to take an hour off unless I schedule in advance. I could just take time off and just use my personal time, which I don't mind because I get a lot of um, 
I'll get a lot of info within that one hour, especially whenever like a team's coming up or, or something's yeah. going to come up for osmosis in the next, like say month or whatever. I'm always really intrigued because yeah, I mean, I always tell everyone like osmosis is like my baby. So I believe in it. I know Marty does like a lot of us do. We think that it's going to compete against centralized figures, like in centralized exchanges. I know right now like the prices are beat up and all that, but I still, I believe in it. I'm not selling Osmo. I, I, I mean, I didn't sell when it was even at the all-time high. I mean, I just believe Dude, it. So. It's done so well over this past, like when there's been ups and downs even the past couple of months. Like, I've committed to contributing to that. And um, I, even though it's, you know, I told it, like there's a whole other, whatever, there's a whole other show to do about this, about kind of what does it mean to actually work in, in Web3? Or, and I'm like, I talked to the, people with cosmos that i'm sorry osmosis that you know various working groups and trying to figure out like that is kind of my day gig uh, is doing that and and i'm looking to find other ways to work in crypto and and i'm insane like that's it's a volatile but like the fact that i want it to happen and i've worked in the traditional industries i think it does speak to if we can create better workplaces and better possibilities and ways to actually help people um that that are really are valuable then i i believe that's part of also what it gives crypto a lot of strength and potential for the future oh yeah man like and it's exciting i mean you know i do the traditional thing but it's almost that it's not to say it is it is actually it's kind of like my side gig i just keep it because it is what it is but you know if they were like, you have to go back to the office tomorrow. Even with this market being like complete shit right now, I'd be like, no, nah, it's okay. Like I need to focus on this because one, it's just more exciting. Uh, not even if it was like the financial aspect of it. It's just the thrill of of always keeping my mind going. I get to like, it's always different. There's always new stuff. I get to meet new people. And also like if it goes to where I think it's going to go, it'd be pretty cool and badass to like have, you know, family members 20 years from now and say like, Oh, how did you, how did you, how, how do you, how did you afford this? Or like, what happened? Like, what did you do with your life? I just took a leap of faith, man. Like I was making whatever, barely, you know, have enough to order some pizza and pay my bills at the end of the month, but nothing where I would have to be, you know, the capabilities of being able to retire when I want, as opposed to like the way it's constructed now for everyone. It's like, Hey, work till you're 70 and then retire and then hopefully you get to live another 10 15 years but what kind of life is that it's like with crypto there's that possibility yeah there's also the possibility that you lo- you lose all your investments you get wrecked yeah. yeah but it's at least you're trying like at least you, at the end of the day like i can live with that like i used to coach and stuff too and i would always tell the kids like i don't care if you make an error or if you mess up or whatever but as long as you try and you're giving it your all like that's what i try to do i just try to do my best and give my all and hope and and th- and I think this is going to go where where I think it's going to go. That's all I can try, you know. Yeah, so. I think that's fair, man. And it, it does have so many other things that we do in the tradfi or traditional um, work realm. They they don't have this component of shared upside. Um, I mean, there are startups and and organizations that offer stock options. But a lot of them don't. I mean, most uh, depending on your industry, like most people just don't ever, ever have that um, opportunity or option. So I do think that this space also speaks to that of like, you know, what has the potential to for you to grow with it? Yeah, 
I mean, I, I mean, I like not pat myself on the back, but I mean, even yourself, like we're kind of like a product of it. You know, you got in early, you like really busted your ass. You, you meet people, you're, you're, um, you're informative, you're reliable, you're trustworthy and you just see where it takes you. You know, like I honestly, I, I had no intentions of ever doing anything like this, but I just wanted to give back. And there's so many people who are like that. And I, that's one of the reasons I love Cosmos is I meet a lot of like-minded people, you know, that really see the vision and think, and we're, and we're, uh, we we can't predict the future, but we're pretty confident in what we think it's going to do. And and like I said, I really hope it it does. You know, but at yes. the end of the day, it's like worst case scenario for myself. And I I just live like everyone else. I probably work till I'm like seventy, and then whatever. Hopefully, I get to live a nice life after I retire. But I want to go for it because that, to me, it's my only option. I didn't grow up wealthy. I didn't. I don't have like someone I could just call and say, "Hey, uncle, like, can I just have a million dollars so I can start up this business?" Like, I don't have that. You know, a lot of most people don't. So it's like you have to take calculated risk and gambles in life. And I think that's our opportunity. At least I'm going for it. And I think you know there was that renaissance in like the nineties and into early two thousands where people could have did it with the traditional technologies that are out now. But I think this yeah. is the future. So got to go. For yeah. It. I have people, I mean, I know people that were, you know, older than me that like were, you know, participated in the dot com boom and did well. And at least the people that I, whatever that I had experience with, like they, this technology and, and, or the, the projects that they were working on did have bring something that was new, you know, that was like, they used networking um, through the internet or an intranet or so, some kind of in these technologies that maybe regular people might not have been like seeing how the chips could all fit together or fall or have the puzzle pieces would all fit together. But like, you know, I see in this, that other potential of like things will be built from this and let's find projects that have, integrity that people like you said are showing up and trying to help each other and, and being consistent and like trying to learn and share what they learn like that those all things are like to me those are those are green lights yeah man so man just this on this uh the one of the first calls that we ever had we were just like four or five of us this bullshit on a friday night and uh you know we were all talking and then lo and behold it became a couple hundred people and just the passion and it includes like Sonny, things like Greg, uh, Sisla, just a bunch of people throughout the ecosystem that's building. They just hopped on a call and just like shared the yeah. knowledge. And it was like really empowering because none of us like invited them. And then it kind of spun up like what we got going on. And it was just like, I, at that point in time is really when I got, motivated and wanted to kick it into another level like it was like like the extra inning for me i'm like yeah this is it for me like i'm going to devote as much passion and time that i can to help people and and it gave me more of an incentive where i'm like yeah this is like it's not like it's i was doing this for no reason like it's gonna it's gonna work and i still think that you know a lot of people lose it's unfortunate when when stuff like this happens with the market they lose I don't want to say attention span, but they lose confidence. And a lot of this is like, yeah. this is when you really should be keying your focus in. So, but yeah, like the traders and the DJs and people are like, you know, drooling over moments like this where they're like, when can I get the discounts? Um, and it's hard to think that way when you're, you know, super long on something and just loud here and you're, uh, yeah, like like these, you know, this market it does. It feels like you're kind of getting decimated, but 
I don't know. I, I've seen it go up and down so much that, like, to me, this is. I, I don't. I, I I just see this as a bump uh, in the road. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's a temporary bump, but. But yeah, man, I just wanted to say for everyone, thank you for stopping by. It was amazing. It's been f- almost exactly five hours and a half. So five, I think one more minute, it's five and a half hours exactly. So yeah, I'm going to go spend some time the rest of the Sunday with my wifey and appreciate you guys. And Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part two of the two-part Cosmos Spaces Space, hosted by Cosmos Haas. Fuck, that's hard to say. Uh, all about Cosmos scaling solutions, pylons, avmos, and a whole lot more. Recorded on Sunday, May 1st, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. I'll aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke rolls in when I start a session. Plink canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead, or putting in new speakers It's a toss up, driver, or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling, less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down all humble feels like we're drowning in a little puddle rebuttal i should be taking off in the shuttle getting high in space with the hubble